Thanks for being here. My name is Brett. My co-host is Brian. We're Street Fighter Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. You can get our premium material. We just released the Travel Zine. Uh, that is on Patreon, only $3. Plus, you get access to all the bain- bonus shows. Bonus shows. So the Travel Zine is out. We got the Sex Zine coming up next. There's a lot of good content on the way. Uh, you can head, get, head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio. I'm a little worn out today, to be honest, just to be upfront about it. Uh, we also have today in the studio with a uh, special guest, Josh. You know him as username Joshua on Twitter. I'm here, too. Brian, I said your name. God damn he it. He did. So... We got some prizes. We got some stuff to get out of the way, yeah. Let's get some gifties. Let's talk about gifts, baby. Let's talk about you and me. I was very tired yesterday, like Uh you are. Like how you're saying, like you feel just tired all day. You can't even figure out why. Yeah. Same thing, man. I slept uh, 10 hours last night, and now I'm like, I I would like to. Should have crated. I will. I should get you. So we do have a P.O. Box if you want to send stuff to us. P.O. Box 82306, Columbus, Ohio, 43202. Uh, Once again, P.O. Box 82306, Columbus, Ohio, 43202. We got a few things. What are we starting with, Brian? What are we we starting with? Okay, so Brett, when I first got here, handed me an old glory... Original Citrus. Here's what I got. Hey, Brett. Hey, Brian. I know Brian is a fan of Doughboys, as am I. I saw these at the gas station and thought it would make for a great street fight drink or stink. Big fan of Barefoot is Legal as well. Tommy from Crystal Lake. Well, I disagree about the Barefoot stuff, obviously, but this would make a great drink or stink. These are 99-cent energy drinks. The name is Old Glory. Old Glory, no D, just an apostrophe. Mixed berry is the flavor I have. Um, well, know. it also has the Pledge of Allegiance on it. <laughs> I too, didn't on the that. side of it, it, it does, does the, the Pledge of Allegiance, and it does uh, say "Under God" on the Pledge of Allegiance. Well, thank God, just thank like God it, for that. Just like it always has since this the is two first... servings per container. Really, which I hate when they That's do that. A budget option, yeah. Who who's going to leave a half can of Old Glory sitting in the well, fridge? They want to be able to say it's got 110 calories, right? Right. right? Yeah. I had a four loco the other day, and if you look at the back of it, it says Is yours four two? and a half servings oh, or something wow. like that. Yeah, they all say two servings. All these energy drinks say they're two servings. I love to drink a quarter of a can of something. And yeah, Brett set loves it bang down for later. right now. Brett's a big bang drinker. Does I this did, compare to this berry flavored Old Glory compare to Bang at all? It's awful. I mean, it's a third of the price. It's a third of the flavoring. All right, like uh, Bang has so much like insane flavor. It's like syrupy sweet this is just tastes like watered down energy drink and this is what they give the troops right this is what the troops get the troops troops. don't even get good energy drinks they have to put up with this piss troops drink rip it (laughs) they do yeah energize your future in the army national guard it says on the top of this and it has a phone number that i'm not going to read on the air you want to give it a shot you're you're a connoisseur of energy you're an energy drink guy and he was a troop i love yeah this is is janky off-brand energy drinks it's really one of my I only go name brand on that one. I Bang, want someone. Right I, I want to be able to get in on a class action lawsuit. <laughs> Brett's heavy into. Brett got heavy into Bang on the tour where he was just like, "Well, this stuff isn't as I bad as that. I thought it was." That's weird. I, it's not right. enough, I can't right? explain it, but it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a little thin on the flavor. 
I have a Old Glory original citrus. That would be Old Glory. I thought yeah. it would be like blueberry pie or something. Your picture. Well, there's citrus here, right? No. Florida? Florida, yeah. That's not really America, though, right? You know what I was thinking about today? Felix said Kratom's illegal over there in, in the UK. Uh. And now I'm like, I don't want to go over there. Oh, you know, that, that no. does it? <laughs> now I think uh, we'll just keep going to New York and saying if you're from Europe, you got to go to New York to see it. But anyway, here's Old Glory. I'm going to try the uh, original citrus flavor and see if I enjoy it. I'm a citrus guy. I picked this out of berry and citrus. Berry is stank and citrus is always drank for me. So it's good. That's good. It tastes like orange juice. I love orange juice. Try this. It tastes a little bit like orange juice. You'll love it. All right. Let's see. Let's see. It's got that orange juice. It's got that. Um, yeah. It tastes like. Uh, kind of tastes like Ecto Cooler. <laughs> it's like a OJ. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good citrus. I got to keep that away from me or I'm going to be up all night. Because <laughs> I'll drink that whole thing. That thing's delicious. It's like Sunny D. I was thinking more like Sprite. That like one a, is way better. Yeah. Old Yours, Glory. Original citrus, if you can get it. I mean, not bad. Yeah, it's a third of the price of a rain or a bang, but no no branch chain amino acids, you know, no creatine. Rain is all sugar. I, rain is five dollars. Rain is rain is a fiber. What is yeah. in there? <laughs> Good nootropics or something? <laughs> there's gonna be I don't know. I feel like there's gonna be a teenage kidney stone epidemic with bang. Yeah, I thought Monster was going to get some of that happening, too. Yeah. I mean, they get sued, right? Like, so, like, the early days, Monster got sued. Did Very they? early on, they were up in... Because I listened to a show about it called Business Wars that I listened to sometimes. It was Monster versus... Uh, Red Bull. Red Bull. And uh, one of the things that hurt the industry at the beginning was them motherfuckers were having to testify in front of Congress. And a girl died. Drinking, uh, I think it was Monster. The girl died. She had a heart issue anyway, and she was chugging this shit, and she died. And so they had people, like, in front of Congress being... They had, like, you know, energy drink executives in front of yeah. Congress. Like, I didn't fucking know it was going to kill people. Yeah, shit, I'm we sorry. We said one. We said one <laughs> serving. We said half of a can. There's one serving. Yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to, you know, put the half can back in the fridge and wait for it till tomorrow. <laughs> How many things are illegal because a 16-year-old overdid it? I, I mean, that's I probably mean, what that's Four Loco. moral panic for everything, right? Yeah, it, that was... A, college kids were the problem with Four Loco. Well, they said that it's illegal. Like the Red Bull thing in that in that show was like, well, they they said it's like Red Bull was like, yo, do not mix this with vodka. Drink it after you drink the vodka. Like it was just kind of like they were like, yo, it's unsafe. You can't mix this up with vodka. This is sick in the UK when it first came out, and like people were just fucking. That sounds know. like a light, yeah, yeah, and they were just like. So then they go on the news. And they'd be like... That sounds like an advertising campaign. That's exactly it. Because they would go on the news and they would be like, don't mix that shit with va vodka. So then... It'll, you'll party too hard. You'll have too much fun. <laughs> whatever, no way. Don't whatever do Whatever you do. It's, you can't handle that much fun. And you're going to have a life-changing experience every single time you do it. <laughs> so then Kit. bars stopped selling... Vodka Red Bulls mixed together, right. did they? but they were like, you can just buy a Red Bull and a shot of vodka, yes. and boom, you got yourself a vodka Red Bull. So people kept doing it. It's like these things, when you're, like, I don't, I feel like we all forget that when you're a teenager, 
saying that you could die from something or saying that something is bad for you feels like a challenge more than it feels like a warning no matter fucking what the drug or anything is i don't know how many times i mean jason's sitting right here i don't know how many things we did when we were fucking kids just because we heard somebody die doing it we're yeah. like oh shit i gotta try that i want to make it out alive you know it's like when you would take ones. i remember one of the big urban legends when i was little was if you took 10 hits of acid or more in your life, you were like legally considered insane, right? That's like what they would say. And fucking every single person I hung out with was like, I can't wait to take more than 10 hits of that stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you'd start bragging like at number 11 and 12, you're just bragging. And you know, then up around 20, you're like, oh man, I'm gonna have flashbacks when I'm older. It's gonna <laughs> fuck me up, man. <laughs> Not everybody thinks like that. <laughs> but there's a fucking huge amount of people. Not huge. There is an amount of people that will do whatever they say is dangerous. Right. It's the same. I guess it's not a huge amount of people. It's the same kind of people who like fucking base jump. You know what I mean? There's like base jumpers that are like, you hear, oh, base jumping, that's dangerous. And then all of a sudden more people are base jumping than ever. You know what I mean? It's just people, they're just- Yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah, people love to take those things as a challenge. Remember when base jumping was like, all over There's the news in the, the 90s, they were like, don't fucking base jump. People base jumping jumping. off buildings and everything, <laughs> landing on cars, getting caught in trees. Yeah, they would go on fucking the news and they'd be like, don't, base jumping is like the new trend with people in their teens and 20s. And uh, you can fucking die from that. It's not as safe as skydiving. And then like Maximum Exposure came out, which was this TV show where a guy would do a really fucking cool morning radio DJ voice while people get hurt on TV. And like every third video was somebody biffing while they fucking base jumped. It's just, that's the world we live in. That's yeah. how people are. No, I mean, yeah, the world's dangerous. Not, not everybody, nobody makes it out alive. Some, some earlier than others because of energy drinks. We talked about this one night before we started the show. It's like, you know, if somebody dies at 30, but they were doing like some crazy thing that they felt like they needed to do. Free solo. Okay, I wish I would solo done. guy. Yeah, wrestling we've talked about too. Wrestling guys, right? Yeah. yeah. They want they want to do CTE. They want to they want to fuck up the rest of their life. It's fine from with me. They can, they with can me. choose whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd like to see things be safer and stuff like that, but it's like if if they have this thing in their mind that they feel like they need to do, yeah, then we, I'm not going to stop them. We got a couple other other uh, treats that came in here. This one is from Angelica on uh, Instagram. You can follow her, Angelica Adela13. And this is one that I know you're not going to be happy when I say. Well, I'm not into. I yeah. Ugh. Tomato candy. What is? You can't call it candy. It's a fruit. Oh and, shut and up. Ketchup is sweet too. You love ketchup. I'm sure you slather I, that shit all over. I, don't ever. I stop. think that's a that's a. Jason distinct. got up and came over for the tomato candy. <laughs> my wife was telling me. Brett told me we had this tomato candy on Friday night when we were hanging out. My wife was like. I had potato candy once and it tasted like shit and I hated it. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is different, but I'm still going to hate this. What, is it like what catsup? Do you this is just, I don't know. It just tastes like tomato soup. <laughs> oh, no. No. Oh, it is. It's Campbell's soup. 
Oh no! It's not. It's a I, lot less. I thought it was gonna be a lot sweeter. I thought they were gonna like mask the flavor. I think it's a distinctly American thing that all our treats and confections and things are <laughs> not. I don't know. Not regular food is not a good term for this, but you know what I mean. Like, right. I remember naturally occurring flavors. Right. I remember seeing uh, green tea flavored Kit Kats and stuff, and in Europe, yeah. you can get like. Ice cream that's I hate just that. normal food. Yes. Nice red red bean ice cream. Nice sit down with a pint of that at the end of the night. I do not care for this. I hated that. I feel it tastes like, like a farm fresh tomato and no dirt on it. It does taste like a farm fresh tomato, which I don't like. I, I, I need maybe, salt and pepper. I like oh, salt and I pepper did bring and oil. Candy. <laughs> You're just putting salt and pepper on your tomato. Yeah, I'm Why do this. people make this kind of candy? Because it's... Flavor that I don't know. Here's that hasn't the thing. Been done before. Here's the thing. Here's something I think about all the they time. They do with every this, flavor with this kind of candy. This is from Japan or Korea or where's this from? Uh, one of those. Okay, so like, I'll bet you they don't sell hardly none of that stuff over there. It's not like a Korea. popular thing. Korea. Yeah, I'll bet you it's not a popular thing in Korea. Just like the crappy candy, like we have like Boston baked beans and probably. Does like Boston baked beans numbers over there. This has a little bit more care and concern than Boston baked beans. Those things are just like candy runoff. You think it's I know? A- I saw a pack. I just the reason I came up, I saw an empty pack of Boston baked beans oh, on the God. ground, and I was Someone like, who, ate it? Yeah, who bought those and ate them? Like walking down the street, and are those the peanuts? Pack- no, they're the they're. What are- I don't know what the fuck a Boston baked bean is. If you no really idea. want to know the truth, I'll look it up though. I couldn't remember if it's the peanut one or not. I don't know what it is. Okay, no, what is a Boston baked bean candy? They are an old-fashioned candy classic. They're delicious roasted peanuts are right. coated in rusty yes. red candy shell. Yeah, they're not bad. That they just it's like who would buy them? That's what I'm trying to say. No, nobody buys them. It's like that red No one's eating a Boston It's like baked... the caramel apple shit on top of peanuts, right? Yes. No one's eaten a Boston baked bean since the war. And what I'm trying to since <laughs> yeah. the war. And what I'm they just what I'm trying ration. to say. They probably have them as war rations and MREs for the troops. And what I'm trying to say is that, that we as Americans, right? Like we think that somebody sends us tomato, Japanese tomato or Korean com- tomato candy, and it's like a popular Korean candy, or at least that's I what do. I think. You think it's a would have thought in the past before I was oh. smart. You know, I don't think that's... I think that's, like, a the same thing as Boston Baked Beans. People niche. are like, I ain't eating that fucking tomato candy. That's sick. It's an elaborate bit. They're making that to trick you. Right. Like I do we're going to sell this tomato get, candy uh, to the Americans. He is right. If you get out of the American palate, though, they do seem to focus on, like, flavors that are based in reality yeah. more. Oh, yeah, because, like, they don't got blue raspberries. No. They're not, like, going wild <laughs> on, like, making up new flavors no. and shit. Their grape is, like, probably just has grape extract in it. It tastes <laughs> terrible. You know what I ate yesterday? Airheads gummies. And they were, like, that work? no discernible flavor that I've ever had in my life, but they were delicious. They Airhead. were sweet, and they were, like, candy, but they weren't, like, a fruit. They were... <laughs> Like different flavors of airheads. I couldn't tie any of the airheads gummies to a fruit, but I could tie it to the color of a package of airheads. Was there any was it any bit of it airhead consistency? 
No, it was gummy. It was just a gummy. It was gummy, flavor. but it was Airhead flavor. Yeah, the best. You know what the best one is? White Mystery. That's the one they should make. Only That's that true. one. That's true. They didn't have no white they don't ones have to either. Put the, they shouldn't even put flavors on the outside of that shit. White just, Mystery you get is what good. you get and you throw, don't throw a fit. Yeah, Airheads are the You'll best. You'll be fine. Man. They're good. Airheads have really made... they've never made a bad one. I know. They've really... And and they have like straight up in, in, in the late... In the 2017 to 2019 era... Airheads have just like been on fire. They used to be like second banana, excuse this phrasing, to Laffy Taffy back in the day or Tangy Taffy. Is that racist or something? No, it's just <laughs> banana. There's a banana flavored taffy. Ah, There's no banana flavored airhead. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm. And like I wasn't trying to say that. I was just saying like I would. I was always you're just like always going around town talking about how things are top banana. Yeah, in your, your normal ranking system. Yeah. <laughs> I like would rather have had a tangy taffy uh-huh. or a laffy taffy over an airhead any day of the week when I was young. Anytime. Yeah. But airhead has just like shot up. They got those rainbow things with the white insides. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yep. about? They got straws. The belts. They just have made. The best fucking candies what in about the past a, few years. What about now and later's? I they're the worst thing. I love them. I, I like just now and the, you like they're the regular mouth up. So it's like fighting. You have to fight against the thing. I it's such them. a children's food because it doesn't fuck your teeth up if you're a kid. But when you're an adult, you're oh, like, I okay, I, these teeth, I need these. Right, it pulls fillings out. <laughs> I need these teeth. I don't want to lose them. No, yeah, I'm like I'm like slowly pulling my jaw apart. Like I uh, don't do any damage now. I'm taking the enamel off. <laughs> All right, let's get okay. to some calls. Sorry. Oh yeah, new prizes, new prizes. What, is that it? Uh, wait, what was the other thing? Did well, you let's get that do booked? let's do prizes throughout the show. How's that? They're prizes for us, not for you, listeners. Yeah, you don't. Y'all don't get none of this stuff. We get it. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I'll bring the book that? out. Did you eat one of those? You Did you eat one? No. Eat one, Josh. Oh, you're fucking Drew's poisonous Uh-oh. ass candies. Drew here left still? behind the double salt licorice. It's unreal, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's that's horrible. <laughs> he Drew. said it's good if you drink beer. What the fuck? <laughs> it's the worst it's so candy weird. in the world. We got this book, too. Yeah, thank Sabotaging you. Sabotaging the American Workplace. Anecdotes of Dissatisfaction, Mischief, and Revenge. Uh, gonna take this home. That's from Anhei. And I'm, I'm gonna tr- take I'm this home and find tonight. some stuff to... Uh, I'm gonna take this home and find some stuff to do on the show. Maybe give some tips. So, uh... Let's get to the calls. Yes. Let's see who's on the phone. We got some sweetie pies waiting. Picking up the request line. Oh. Ready? You got one first one to answer. Do you I? see that, right? Do I? Oh, jeez. Oh, There's do a piece I? of paper oh, in do front I? of you. I'm going to have I'm gonna have another slice of tomato first. Don't do that. Wrap it up. Maybe wrap that up in some mozzarella with a little basil leaf on the outside. I was thinking <laughs> if you put this on a plate next to a grilled cheese for me, I might like... <laughs> Put it down and suck on it for a minute, eat the grilled cheese, and then put it down and then pick it back up and suck. You know what I'm saying? We need to travel the world to find a tomato candy, a mozzarella candy, and a basil candy, and then eat them all together. <laughs> and have, yeah, that's what I want to do. Josh is so, his night is so ruined yeah, by that dummy, crappy yeah. licorice. That is like, you know how they put stuff in odorless gas so you can smell it if there's a leak? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what that. That's what I imagine that tastes like. The worst candy ever made, isn't it? Like, nothing's ever been worse than that, that ever. That's pretty bad. They probably serve better food than that in the army, right? Did you hear about the, (laughs) up there, up north, where they, like, 
kill a shark and they hang it in the rafters for 10 years and it like ferments. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know that delicacy. Right, well, I'm going to Google it. We'll come back. All right. To you got yeah. that? You got that piece of paper up there? Yes. All right. Go ahead. Go for it. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Uh, I was trying to reach the uh, Wendy's Old Fashioned Hamburgers in Groveport, Ohio. <laughs> Not uh, Wendy's Old Fashioned Hamburgers. How did you know Groveport? That's where you said you were from. Oh, that's sweet that you would say that. You remembered that. This is Tom Sexton from the Trillbillies. We're doing a show with him and Terrence out in uh, Lexington, Kentucky this Friday night. And I made him call in and then wait 22 minutes while we talked about candy. And uh, so feel, we could talk to him. I feel very blessed because I kind of, I kind of, for the first time, was a fly on the wall for one of my favorite shows and got to see how the sausage is made. And apparently the sausage is made just exactly how we make it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody's sausage is made by just sitting and bullshitting before they go on. And then... Uh, <laughs> Two minutes before you go on, you're like, we're going to talk about this. Boom. We're on. Yeah. Warm up the vocal cords. <laughs> right. uh, and you debate the finer points of fizzy pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bubbly brand loyalist for what it's worth. I'm with you too, dude. Me too. Brett is a polar guy. I'm polar now. <laughs> hey, got a little Patreon money. Had to head up Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's Brett. Me and you are like yeomen. You know that how that is like regular farm boy yeomen of the uh, of that that work the land and and like all that stuff. And Brett is more of a fancy man. Uh, he would have been our boss. I'm a decider. Yeah, he's a decider. <laughs> My old George Bush. <laughs> Me and Tom I, are hard you know, I, workers. I I never knew how to say yeoman. I've I've only read that. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I used to. It's one of those words I've always wondered how to say for for a long time. I used to see it in college, and I'd be like, "I'm a fucking yeoman," but it's like I never did anything worth anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeoman <laughs> yeah. are guys that like tilled the land and worked, and st I guess like I worked, but like I was. Like making cable. Yeah, you worked on. hard to get 165 channels into people's homes. <laughs> I hear yeoman, and I imagine someone taking a handkerchief out and wiping the sweat off their forehead. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I'm thinking Yanni, maybe in some kind of jumpsuit. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's uh, I mean, for Yoni. That's what I'm thinking. I'm so excited to come out and hang out, Tom. It's it's always fun to hang out with you guys. We went to your show out in Whitesburg, Kentucky, and uh, it was it was fucking great. And now we're we're moving on to Lexington, Kentucky. So, uh, is Lexington cool? Lexington, yeah, Lexington's really cool. It's um, you know, if you're a, if you're a bourbon guy, it's kind of the place to be. If you like basketball or horse racing, you know, it's got its own little little. You know, unique flavor. I like Lexington. Gambling place, or is uh, yeah, wait, yeah. wait. I mean, if you like betting horses, yeah. I was, was going to say, is every place a gambling place for you, Tom? <laughs> yeah, I, I found a way. <laughs> <laughs> I did. You know, I don't I'm know. A, I don't know if you heard recently, but I got addicted to gambling for a week. About, I've I've been keeping track with that. How'd you do? Well, I am down. I lost sixty dollars in like seven minutes, and I said I'm never gambling again, and walked out of the casino. 
I see you in in Vegas. We call that paying the tuition. Well, you paid the tuition. Well, no, I did that in Columbus. He came all the way home. He he was up quite a bit in Las Vegas. Left with forty dollars. Lost twenty dollars on the way out. Like we were leaving to go, and he's like, "I'm just gonna do one twenty dollar bet. I bet I'll hit it." And he doesn't. And then he comes back to Columbus, and that Friday goes and loses sixty (laughs) dollars. I kept telling my wife, like, like, I can win. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. I kept telling my wife, like, well, we'll go over there and double this $40. We'll have $80. It's so easy. You can't lose with roulette. <laughs> I was like, I don't hey, know I why. I got a number I'll just. I'll send to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like you start th- when uh, roulette is a fucking dastardly game, and I I assume that this is how the rest of the games work too, like poker and uh, blackjack uh-huh. and stuff like that. Uh, it makes you think that you have it figured out, and that it's not a game of chance. You know? Oh, yeah, totally, totally, totally. You know, I, I heard for years, I've never played this, but when I lived in Vegas, I heard for years that Baccarat was the game that had the best odds for the player. Yeah, yeah, that's no true. true if, if y'all dabbled in Baccarat. I played it. Um, it is all right. Um, but they do have a VIG on it, usually like 5% that they take because it is pretty close to even. Okay. Black, oh, if you play Blackjack okay. perfectly, if you never, ever make the wrong call, I think the house's edge is 51, maybe 51.5%. What's the, like, how, how do you know? What do you play, Tom? Because when me and you did a show together, you said that you've been going to card rooms since you were 13 years old. I play Omaha. I play Omaha, Texas. I mean, just regular hold woman stuff like that, mostly. Oh my. In any of the card houses down here, that's all they'll play. Yeah, and now, are they like secret card houses down there? Um, it, it's the kind of places where, like, you know, they they go, you know, because so it's illegal in Kentucky. You can run a poker game, but you can't cut the pot. So the hedge they do down here is they'll just go buy like fifty McDonald's, like one one dollar McDouble. And say they were just cutting the pot to, you know, to kick in on the food. And then you can just, you know, like, eat all the McDoubles you want. So if you know you're you're starving or anything, just go find the, the nearest illicit poker game and, and help yourself. It's a, you know, it's a dollar menu buffet. Yeah, because whenever you got money, you're like, you know, you're going to gamble. You're like, God damn it, I got to spend some of this on food. I know. <laughs> I hated. Yeah. I hated in Vegas when it was time to eat. Like we oh, were was barely fuck. We were barely we were fucking fasting. eating because it was like I got there and I was like, it's Vegas. I don't know how you lived there, Tom, because for me, like I felt like going back to the hotel room was like just not a possibility. Like, I can't spend any time in the hotel room. I have to be out the whole fucking time I'm here. And I don't even like anything that goes on there. I just felt like I needed to be a part of the city. (laughs) Well, I was a complete baby about all the food. I was basically throwing tantrums. Like, every time we would go eat, I would just look at something and and look at, like, the piss-poor ingredients and the inflated price and just, like, stamp my feet. And Brian would be like... You, you're, it's just what it's what's here. It's what's here. You just got to do it. You got to do it. You can't be. You can't throw a fit. This is the food you got to eat. I'm just like I don't want to do it. It was like being in a Coles, where like I'd have am forced you, to spend money in a Coles. <laughs> did y'all get to go eat any of the good restaurants out there? 
No, we were terrified of sitting down. We didn't know if we had a, a big enough credit limit available to sit down and eat. I was too afraid. Well, yeah, it feels like out there. It felt like out there you're looking at, like, if you go out to, a like, a big, nice dinner, you're looking at, like, at least $200. Like, everything is so much more expensive there. It's fucking crazy. I don't know how anybody lives there at all. We were yeah, in really, the amusement yeah, park really, area yeah. mostly. I know there's like little yeah. places that the listeners go to that are, you know, not on the strip. Totally, totally. Vegas, I, I find, you know, when I first got there, I was like very much in tourist mode. And then like by week two, I was just like getting so annoyed by everybody on the strip, like, you know, calling them fucking tourists and shit. You know, I thought I was already a local, but. <laughs> <laughs> I found I Vegas pretty sleepy once you get away from, like, you know, all the trappings of, like, the Strip and, like, you know, Fremont Street and stuff like that. But it's a pretty cool town. Yeah. How long did you live there? Uh, About about a year. Okay. Okay. That's sweet. I mean, uh, yeah, Kentucky's better than Vegas. I've had good – I've only had good experiences in Kentucky. Uh. Let me ask you this. How does it feel to get retweeted by uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Well, you all should know that uh, Alex and I are very happy. And uh, we're asking everybody to respect our privacy during this time as we, you know, in- enter this next phase. But, uh, yeah, it feels good. Did you get screamed uh, at a lot? I saw, I did see you get accused of faking your accent. I know I did get accused of that a, a couple of times. That's I think uh, a running thing. I think people think I'm putting this on, but I, it's you know you can't you can't scrub it. They think you're uh, Larry the Cable Guy. I mean, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, who's actually from Nebraska? Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> bonuses? Interestingly enough, who is faking it? <laughs> I mean, but what bonus is there really in the accent in the world that you've? major kind of way like in our world is there really yeah. a kind of bonus to like fake that accent is there any reason to do that i, I don't think so i mean the thing is 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 you know when you're doing a, a, a politics podcast or whatever it, it, you know i think you're supposed to know a little something about the subject matter and 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 I think the one thing I've wrestled with all my life is people automatically think you're stupid. <laughs> so it would be a, a hurdle to climb, you know, if if I was putting this on. It wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a positive necessarily. But yeah, I don't know if that's actually true because I think a lot of people probably just listen for the novelty of like mine and Tanya's actions. But that's fine too. That you know, they're, they're five dollars a month spends the same. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's some of that Kentucky wisdom. I mean, I've just never. I I I guess like. I could never put on, I wouldn't put on anything to, like, could you imagine deciding right when you start out, I'm going to put on this thing, I'm going to put on this voice and I'm just going to do this for the rest of my life. Like, why would, why would a pot, like, I, I understand radio guys did it because they had to do the, hey, it's me, you know, like, that was like the voice <laughs> yeah, that everybody yeah. used on the radio. But as a podcaster, it's yeah. like, I would never do that. You got spending your whole fucking life 
having to do some crazy accent where you would totally forget it. It's like Jax from Sons of Anarchy. You know, yeah. he can't do that. Oh, dude, that, that shit was, uh, you could, yeah, when his accent was breaking, you could tell. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he couldn't keep that accent for sure. So, uh, what, yeah. what bar are we performing at? Best friend bar. Best Be- friends best bar. Best friend bar. And yeah. we're going to be with our best yeah. friends. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a big time, man. Me and, me and Terrence have been trying to uh, dial our acting a little bit. We're going to give it a dry run at uh, Summit City on Wednesday. So if anybody can't make it to Lexington on Friday and, and want to take a sneak peek. Holy shit. Go to Summit City in Weisberg on Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, this is the bravest. I can. I mean, like doing a, a a dry run of a podcast act in front of. Are you doing it in front of an open mic audience? Yeah. So you know, that's that's the thing. It's like probably gonna be like fifteen people or something. And and the thing is, if if they get it and are into it, then we know it'll translate. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, if they don't get it and aren't into it, I wouldn't worry about it not translating to an audience that knows who you are. <laughs> Man, yeah, I, it's, it's going to pay a ten dollar ticket to show up for you. <laughs> I admire it. I admire the moxie to going and trying the material out. Me and Brett did that for a couple years, and I think it helped the act a lot. Well, no, we did that for six months, and I think it helped the act quite a bit. <laughs> having been in front of like open mic audiences, I couldn't have done that for a year. Yeah, totally. What? I couldn't have done totally. that for a year. Yeah. It's yeah, soul crushing. I'm excited to get up there with y'all though. It's, it's uh, yeah, you guys are easy to easy to play off of, so I think it'll be a lot of fun and yeah. it'll uh, take a lot of people have been wanting to see this for a while. You know, yeah, we're gonna be in Godzilla mode too because it's Father's Day weekend, so that means anything we say goes. Yeah, we're gonna talk about our pappies. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about our dads. Well, I'm a- Oh yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> dads are lack thereof. <laughs> My dad and Brett's dad are two completely opposite guys, but also like also interesting archetypes. <laughs> like they're the two opposite sides of the spectrum of crazy dads. Well, Tom, I want to thank you for calling. And uh, yeah, yeah, y'all. Listen to Trillbillies, right? Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's that? Listen to Trillbillies. Tell them where to find your stuff, Tom. Hell yeah. Uh, we're on Twitter at the Trillbillies. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud and uh, most importantly, patreon.com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. And they're great. And best friend bar this Saturday night, Lake Kentucky. Yeah, hell yeah. Come to the best friends bar and come see us all together. It's going to be the most fun. We're going to have a bit, as Tom says, a big time. <laughs> yeah. See you later, Tom. I'll see you on Friday, Tom. Yeah. See you guys. Oh, that's just Friday, isn't it? It is Friday. Yeah. I we think... are like halfway sold out on tickets. Nice. So you can get tickets at store.streetfightradio.com. I am going to save behind some so that if, if it sells out on the site, there will be some available if you show up and wait. Uh, new policy just to take care of broke people that can't get the money together until the day of. I think I'm going to go. <clears throat> You're going to go? I think so. Should be fun. It'll be fun. I'm looking at names of candies, A to Z, right now. Okay. So, that's something. I love my candy. There is another person on that list. Onion candies or something? There ain't no onions. Try. Oranges is a name of a candy. Like, See, and it just straight up has oranges. Remember those melon gummies I gave you were real good. Those were good. Those were good. Those weren't weird. 
Tomato candy. Tomato candy. Okay, let's see. Oh, they sell uh, Smarties got... with a candy shell? Yeah. Up next on the phone, we've got some guy. Hey, come on, man. You don't say what I write down. Hey, what's up? Are you there? <laughs> hey. Hey, yeah. how's it going? Yeah, Josh from Buffalo. What's up, Good. Josh? How, How are you? Who is this? Josh from Buffalo. I'm doing all right. You Good sound evening. wonderful. Yeah. Like your audio is coming in crystal clear. Is it? It cool. really actually Good. is. What's going on awesome. tonight? What what's what's going um, on tonight, Josh? Well, I wanted to thank you guys for uh, amplifying this uh, call to action we put out there on Twitter to uh, call up uh, Governor Cuomo and some other folks about uh, some organizing work I've been working on with a local org called Justice for Migrant Families. I was hoping we could uh, talk about that a little. Yeah, what's going on? What What is going on up in Buffalo? Yeah, um, well, it's a statewide thing. Um, we're trying to get uh, driver's licenses for um, undocumented people in New York State. Okay. And, um, main thing about main thing about that is it helps... Uh, you know, keep people out of ICE detention facilities. A lot of a lot of those folks end up uh, get caught driving without a license. You know, since they're not allowed to have a license, uh, when the police officer finds that out, they you know call ICE and they end up uh, getting uh, detained or deported. Right? Is that like part of their and, protocol uh, to call ICE? Is it like if the cops pull a guy over? He doesn't have a driver's license. Is the next step in like the protocol to call ICE, or or is that kind of on their? Uh, I guess is that like at their yeah. discretion? I was going to say I think that is at their discretion. You know, a lot of it probably comes down to profiling. You know, yeah, like this person looks like they might not be a, a citizen. Yeah, and they're horrible. You know? Cops are horrible, so they'll choose yeah, just a yeah. It really sucks. <laughs> call ICE, um, but. So the the law we're trying to the bill we're trying to get passed would prevent them from doing that, and um, you know since they would have a license anyway, they wouldn't be able to distinguish. Like citizenship doesn't have any bearing on ability to drive, right? Like that's crazy. So yeah. Um, what does Gro- so yeah, Governor what, Cuomo? What, what is his what is his current position? Right. Yeah. Um. He's publicly for it. Um. And he's said that if it passes both the Senate and Assembly, he'll sign it. Right now, he's last, uh, a couple days ago, Friday, he sat down with the New York Post to talk about um, possible bills, whether or not they're going to make it through uh, this legislative session, which ends uh, next Wednesday, the 19th. And, you know, he sits down with the New York Post. Uh, you don't know, that's uh, Rupert Murdoch's paper. So not exactly, uh, they're not going to question him when, when he says, oh, we don't think we have the votes in the Senate. And, you know, I'm on the, uh, like, statewide steering committee for this effort, and we are sure that we do have the votes. So the governor's lying about that. And I was hoping we could get some folks to call up Governor Cuomo and uh, encourage him to, you know, get this thing passed. Okay. Is there a phone number that we can get um, to, to yeah. give them? Yeah, it's uh, 518-474-474. Eight three nine zero. That's uh, Andrew Cuomo. You can you hit one, you get the voicemail. We've also got like a ton of um, really uh, forceful resistance to this locally here in Buffalo. I mean, it's uh, the Democrats had half the kind of convictions that the, the opposition had. Uh, you know, we would have had this passed years ago, and 
one guy in particular, the assembly member, Sean Ryan, his phone number is 518-455-4886. And I want to encourage all the angrier and or drunker Street Fight listeners to really give him shit because he <laughs> represents, um, yeah, no, for real, he uh, represents one of the most diverse districts in New York State. Cheers. The west side of Buffalo. <laughs> And it's a, um, you know, we have a, a very diverse uh, population of immigrants. A lot of the suburban uh, reps, elected officials, they're using their constituents as cover. You know, they're saying that they're apathetic or don't care. But this guy doesn't even have that excuse. So we really um, want to let him have it. He's a, <coughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's a piece of work. Yeah. So his his district's almost pretty sure for it but he's not he's what is he abstaining or is he voting against it no he voted against it he he was one of two uh democrats on the transportation committee to vote against it both of them are uh here in western new york and he yeah he runs unopposed all the time and uh yeah so he's not worried about it and he's actually bragging about it he's calling press conferences and talking about how you know this is a smart thing to do that's crazy. Um, so he he's like calling. Yeah. He he. So he feels like he did. So he's feeling pretty good about this. I guess it's like one of those things. Is he running next year? Do you know? Um, I wouldn't. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably, probably why, why he did it. Um. Well, yeah. A lot of well, I mean, it's it's frustrating because a lot a lot of these um Democrats here in New York are, are using the same kind of excuse we get a lot about um hey if we go too far we're gonna get voted out and then we're not gonna be able to do anything and it's like they're waiting for some kind of like perfect future where they're not going to get any resistance to anything that's never going to fucking happen so um you know they're just like they say they're keeping the gunpowder dry but it's like for what you know for, for perpetuity basically yeah it's really frustrating you know and uh and any help we can get um, from the listeners, we really appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Drunk people call this one, call the second guy, and good people call good people. Our good people, listeners. Good people. You yeah. call Andrew Cuomo. But I mean, people that can talk. You know yeah. what I mean? We want the people that can talk to call Andrew Cuomo. We want the drunks to call the guy that's yeah. not going to be good, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, we, we, got, we got a bunch more on our Twitter. If I could just plug that real quick. Hell yeah, you uh, can. JF. It's uh, JFMF of West WNY. So uh, Justice for Migrant Families of Western New York. Well, thank you for doing what you're doing. That is uh, a lot of, that. Thanks, that's hard work. And uh, it's a tough one to, uh, it's it's a tough one to get through. Like uh, it, it's a tough one to uh, get people to agree on. You know, that's one of those ones yeah. where you go canvassing well, and you feel nervous that yeah. when you go up to yeah. ask people the question, totally. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, what's crazy is that uh, there's 12 other states that have laws like this. One of them's Utah. One of them's New Mexico. You know, it's uh, it's wild, man. You would think that New York would be a little bit more ahead of the curve despite all the you know machine politics. No, man. I don't Southwest know. Southwest rules, man. They are like real. They are restrictions they're like take the governor off everything yeah. it's still yeah. wild westy out there new york is wild i mean they don't have the i mean just look at weed with new york you know what i mean yeah, it's they're like, like the number yeah. one consumer of it too yeah 
<laughs> like mm-hmm. people actually want it there like more than anywhere else and you can't they won't legalize it so there's a weird puritan thing that runs through new york the whole yeah. northeastern part of the united states basically yeah they want people to, they yeah. want to hold people accountable they want to be in control and act like in a protestant type way or get punished if they aren't right and the further away you get the looser it gets so like ohio is i think looser than new york but man when you get out there to like new mexico that is like Loose. Anything goes. <laughs> like you can't. You don't feel like you could get in trouble for anything out there. <laughs> well, have a good night, Josh. Thanks for calling yeah. in and thanks for doing what you do. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Yeah, you can. You get a little bit further away. Yeah, every little bit that you get further away from like Boston and I New York and stuff. Even people Philly. just get nervous to have all those people together. People are like, no, no, no. We have to like put some controls. People just think we should control each other. Right. They Philly don't trust is a bunch looser of us. than New York. You know. Yeah. Uh, DC. What do you think about DC? Looser than New York. Or tighter than New York. DC has so many different types of cops you can run into. I <laughs> never felt comfortable there. Yeah. Ever. And yeah. they, yeah, there was a lot of cops in DC. Legal weed, though. Uh, but not on federal land. Which and then the thing, is like, like, yes. Yeah. You accidentally smoke it on one side of the street and all of a sudden it's a fucking felony. Yeah, true. I, I'll give you that. I, 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 that's true. I never even thought of because, like, you don't know what's federal land now no, at all. It's no. like not denoted or anything. No, you you stop and sit on a stoop, and it's some federally protected house. You know, some the fucking... von Stroopers <clears throat> that started this fucking country or something. Van, Van Buren bought yeah. a horse here, in right? Exactly. Eighteen, uh, whatever. It's a it's a this is an ancient fucking uh, horse cemetery i'll just say this right now i'm gonna throw this out there and brett you can agree or disagree i think i can do this i got my glove open the best loosest best city or state i'll say state but city main i'm gonna say city los angeles that is i felt like i felt like everybody was just doing whatever they wanted there that was the place i was at where I felt totally comfortable did with that. Pee on thing. the street. Then yeah. Pee outside. Yeah. And comfortably. Yeah. It's really dry and sunny there, so that's going to be gone. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Just a couple just minutes. Who cares? Smoking weed out there like Smoking crazy. Smoking weed like crazy. Uh, I don't know. It seemed like a good play. Or maybe just California. Can we just say California? Just feels like the freest place. It's the place conservatives hate the most, so we don't have to deal with them there as much. Yeah, you know? I mean, it was, uh, and then one of those things where you can do anything you want in the world. You're like the world is c- completely your oyster. Yeah, yeah. Go, go snowboarding. Go to the beach. Go climb a mountain. Go do d- designer drugs in Skid Row. I mean, you could do anything you wanted in anything. Vegas, but it was oppressively expensive. Oh yeah, and it was all approved. It's just that boring ass drink too much and get a hangover type shit. Or like you can buy a fucking pre roll joint for thirty five dollars yeah, yeah. for one joint. Pay a thousand dollars and force yourself on some lady. Yeah, yeah. It's it was the shitty <laughs> fucking worst place. Not man. the good type of freedom. That guy at the laundromat that spent seven days there. I'd love to talk to him now. Like yeah. He probably go loved check it, in though. Go do your laundry again this Saturday night. I but did my laundry already. Let's see. Today. Let's see who is on the phone here. We're doing a call here. We're doing a call here. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking Hello? to tonight? Can y'all hear me? 
I can Loud hear you. Who's this? Awesome. Thanks so much for taking my call. You're welcome. Glad Who's to this? have you. Welcome to our show. Yeah, so I had uh, two things. One, a plug for a fellow street fighter. And then two, I also figured in I could throw in a shitty boss story. Go for it. <laughs> awesome. So this was one of my first uh, full-time jobs, like a kind of like an office setting. Um, my boss's name, who I will definitely name and shame, uh, Gregory Kennedy, was seemed like a really cool boss at first. Like he was like trying to be cool with you, trying to like hook you up and make you feel comfortable. Um, but he was also like I think like insane. He was definitely like a, a total narcissist. Um, it was, it was yeah. rough. Um, it's like I'm a cool guy. Like to yeah. do everything I want. And you follow the rules. <laughs> All you know, never question. Yeah, I'm, I'm a cool guy. If you do that. Oh yeah, totally. And the issue, yeah, the second issue at the workplace wasn't just him. It was that the entire place is like quote unquote democratic, which means I found out later on that basically everyone is your boss, and anyone can like throw you under the bus and make you like look like shit. Um, and so that happened once. Sounds like a reality then, um, show. The, Oh, it was. It was insane. And I, it was also just like a crazy, kind of crazy place. I worked with a bunch of people who had sort of never had a real job and only had these like fancy office jobs or fancy like tech office jobs. It was in, it was in San Francisco. Huh. Uh, yeah. So it, it was, it was rough. But yeah, so this, one time I rubbed someone the wrong way. We worked on a project. He approved the project, but then later said that he didn't like it. Um, and then that just was apparently enough for my boss to chew me out for like an hour and I was just upset and crying. And he basically then told me that everyone else in the office hated me, that no one liked me and I had to repair all of my relationships. And uh, he kept on hinting that I should quit. Uh, that was a Friday. And uh, then the next Monday, he basically HR told him to back, back off. Um, and so like he unsaid everything. What? Um, and meanwhile, yeah, he yeah. Did like so a, he, he kind of openly admitted that HR told him that he was that, going to go. That's very mean, girls. Nobody likes you, by the way. Oh yeah, he did a strike that from the record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and so it all kind of came to a head later when the same thing happened again, and it was you know something very stupid. Um, yeah, and so he no was trying to have that same conversation again. No, not no one. This is just um, out of nowhere was, was from only, this was, one guy. This one guy who's your boss, but also your equal, but also is right. No, he was definitely my bosses. boss. Yeah, so he was definitely my boss, but like people who were on my level in other departments could then kind of act as my boss. So he was the definitely my boss, but everyone else kind of had the ability just sort of by complaining. It's just very political. Like if anyone complains about anything, hmm. you're kind of screwed. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, you should look into some of, they should show them some literature of, of the IWW because less bosses seems like a better workflow than having everyone be a boss of everybody. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work out at all. It's, it's pretty terrible, especially when it's a bunch of super privileged people who never work ass. outside of tech in their life. It was bad. Um, but yeah, so that happened one last time after eight months there. Um, and yeah, someone else complained. I went to the meeting. We did the same thing again, talking about how trying to convince me that no one likes me again. Uh, and then I, I told him, like, I've done this. I'm not going to have another conversation with you where you just tell me everyone hates me. Uh, and then I left. I walked out of the room. 
I called my sister and I was upset. She's been through all the corporate stuff in the world. So she basically told me that I had to quit on the spot right there. Uh, that was the, otherwise I was going to be like under his thumb forever. And <laughs> so I did that <laughs> on a Friday. Um, I was sitting at a park crying and talking to my sister and the, and taking notes on my laptop of all the shitty things he did so I can just submit something to HR. Um, and then uh, the next Monday, I heard he told people that I was on leave and didn't provide any more details. Okay. Um, and then two months later, actually, the next day, HR called me back and wanted to follow up with me, uh, which, from what I've told, is, is kind of uncommon. Um, and then I found out, like, a month later that he got fired because of it. Oh, interesting. For being messy with you? So, yeah, they're messing with me, and I just sort of wrote down a lot of stuff of, like, like total lies he'd say where, like, he was excited about one thing, told me I was doing a good job at this, and the next day it, it was that exact thing that I totally sucked at and I needed to, like, rework on. Um, so there was just a lot of really contradictory, like, lying stuff. He was, he's kind of like a compulsive liar, so I think he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Okay. Yeah, that is a nightmare scenario. That's I'm I'm glad you made it out though. <laughs> I'm really glad to, and I'm never going to work at a startup ever again. Yeah, those can they can be pretty bad if you're not in like the inner circle. That's the, that's what I feel like with a lot of that stuff. Sometimes, if you're not in the inner circle, then uh, you're just expendable, and you just become somebody they can talk about. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And I work in communications, too, so I realized that that kind of made me a target because, like, everyone can read my work and therefore, like, everyone can complain about it, uh, which happened all the time. So that was, that was a, learning, a good learning lesson. Um, but, yeah, sorry, I'm really nervous right now. But uh, beyond that, I have, like, one, one plug I'd like to get out. But okay. Other than that, yeah, so uh, I'm good friends with a fellow street fighter, as you guys know, uh, Kayla in Orlando. Oh, yeah, we know um, Kayla. And... Soon to be from Philadelphia, which means yeah. she's going to yeah. miss seeing us live for another year. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We'll be down there probably before a year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we like Philly. I like Philly. Yeah, actually, I just moved to Philly, too. Um, and um, I'm trying to help her get here. And she's been sort of struggling with getting the funds together. So I put together a fundraiser, and I was hoping some folks can help and pitch in. So she has the money for temporary housing and for like a security deposit when she, she finds her first place. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. What is there? So uh, it's... A... Yeah, let me know, oh, let yeah, us know how to do it. Link. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've got a short link right here. It's like a bit.ly link if you have one of those. It's uh, bit.ly backslash help Kayla, and that's K-A-Y-L-A, and I'll also post it in the uh, Facebook Bit.ly slash help Kayla. Yeah. All lowercase. We got help Kayla. Tweet that out and tag Street Fight <laughs> in the tweet. That's a smart idea. Then it gets a retweet oh, from yeah, the Street Fight makes account. Easier. Makes it all easier. Oh, thanks so much, guys. You're welcome. Yeah, have, have a good, good evening. Thanks for helping yeah, Kayla. Too. Yeah. I hope she's doing well. She's the best. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah she's she's the awesome. Best. She's done a lot make, for us. I'm going to make her do unicorn hair on me so, someday. I, just, <laughs> I almost got it. Oh, yeah, she's going to be my number one hairdresser. 
I almost <laughs> got the glitter beard Whoa. when I was out at uh, the Ooh. Arts Festival this weekend, but I chickened out. They had glitter beard at the Arts Festival? They did. They had a glitter booth where you could get like glitter eyebrows or glitter beard. Well, glitter eyebrows look good, I think. Yeah, I was going to get something glittery if my daughter got something. But for some reason, my daughter was the cheap one. She's like, well, that's going to cost like $25. And I was like, well, fine, fucking money. Yeah, no, she's <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, hey, whatever. I'm not getting it then either. You know? Comfest. We'll get glittery beard at Comfest. We'll be on vacation. It'll be vacation, Brian. Yeah. Glitter boy. Yep, we'll be tripping. Turn into a glitter guy on Comfest. We should have somebody calling up in just a second. We do. So just hold. Oh, is he there? Yes. All right. Some guy is on the line. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's let's go to the next call. Hey, we're taking the next we're call. Taking call. Taking call. I'm doing the best I ever did. Oh, that's a good. You better. Not, you know what I heard yesterday? I found this playlist. I'll open this playlist before we take the call real quick. Uh-huh. I told him we wouldn't pick it up till 10 anyway. Okay. So we got two minutes. But these playlists I've been jamming out to, Metal Essentials, Brett. Listen, oh. listen to this shit. Shout at the Devil. Okay. Oh, yes. Thunderkiss 65. Great. Walk by Pantera. Just the greatest hits. Blind by Corn. Nice. <laughs> You've got Another Thing Coming by Judas Priest. Looks That Kill, Motley Crue. And then it kind of falls off of like it's got wood by uh, Allison Chains, and mm. but it's got Cowboys from Hell, Freak on a Leash, Living Dead Girl, but then it's got Megadeth, Peace Sells, but who's buying? Oh, that's a good one. <sighs> I love got... all those bands because they're angry, like how I feel. <laughs> yeah, and then here's another one. That's I love Metal the Essentials. Screaming too. I still like the '80s screaming, like that. 1960. Peace out. Yeah, I love it. Peace out. And then here's the other one I jammed to. It opens with Enter Sandman, but I always say, you know, with with a playlist, if the first song sucks, you don't have to worry about it. You don't shuffle play? I would never do that. That is for fucking bad people. What? Who don't respect the sanctity of an album track list or playlist. Bullshit. No, that's not the same thing. um, Album track list is sanctimonious playlist is some old bullshit that people threw together i put a playlist together and i want you to know the order burn it on motherfucking cd then if you care (laughs) care about the order that much (laughs) so that i can just put it in something and it'll automatically play so you can skip the first song on this one because it's enter sandman but then it's sugar by system of a down okay walk by pantera it's Sick by Slipknot. This sounds like a, this sounds like a uh, bonus DLC right. for Guitar Hero. Killing this in the name of Duhast, Blind. I mean, yeah, we've heard all these before. There are like... other, there is other music. But I said uh, the Wayne Static Mask, which I'm going over to show to Brett right now. Let's see this. I want to see the quality of this Woochie level. Okay, interesting, interesting. <laughs> not exactly what I expected. It's not a mask. He's wearing white face paint. It looks like some sort of like Reaper mask yeah. thing. The bottom half of his head is painted black. He looks more West Borlandish. What if all bands did that? The hair is sticking out wildly and dyed black. Um, I would do that. I mean, it's Wayne Static's hairdo. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. What if I died? died, right? What if Joy Division... Wayne Static's dead, yes. Oh, then yeah, you gotta do it. Right. 
That's what I'm saying. What if I died? Yeah. And you we'll wanted to hire, in. like, yeah. a I'll guy bring, that... I'll bring yeah. in a fake Brian Quinn. <laughs> just bring in a fake Brian, put a mask, Brian mask on him. Boom, yeah. you got yourself, like, a new fucking whole touring we'll just act. just attach a beard to a hat, and, and then we'll have a guy come <laughs> in and put that on. <laughs> and it, it'll also have headphones that hang from it, too. It'll just be, like, all attached one thing. He'll throw it on, and it'll just sit there. And I'll do more of the talking then, and it'll just do reactions. Yeah, just hire a person who, like talks a li- can talk like me and yeah. do my mannerisms i'd be fine with that okay that's why i'm okay with the wayne static tour the wayne static mask yeah i'm 100 percent on board with that what yeah. if joy division stuck around after ian curtis killed himself like they didn't form new order they would just uh, we're, we're still joy division right that's what gonna, i would have fucking we're, done we're gonna Josh. have this guy wear an ian curtis costume but had they have to be good they have to sound like Ian Curtis. That's what I'm saying. It. it can't be no. It can't be half-assed. It has to be like someone that pulls it off, right? That, right. That's what I'm saying about. That's what I mean. Like, so Wayne Static has an iconic way of singing, and the songs are all out there. And there's probably this guy probably he like, looks enough like him. That right. I would get lost in the moment after enough beers. He grew up listening to Wayne Static. Probably understands Wayne Static. Sure. And is like not doing it as an insult to Wayne Static. He's doing it because as a tribute. And if he sounds exactly like him and he's got the mask on, hey, fucking go for it, man. I've said this a million times. I am one, I would be 100% okay with like them opening up adult themed like Chuck E. Cheese restaurants with like a rotating stage of animatronics of other classic rock bands. Like this is an idea that I have where like you would go to the, this adult Chuck E. Cheese John and Lennon. it's like, Oh, you want to see the fucking Beatles? Tonight? John Lennon brings me a pizza on my birthday. Well, yeah. You want to see the Beatles tonight? Tonight, the Beatles robots are going to be on stage and they're going to play all the fucking Beatles hits. And maybe you can even re- like request like, oh, he's the birthday boy. He paid for a birthday party. This is the Beatles songs I want him to play. And then the stage flips around. You got a Led Zeppelin. The stage flips around. You got a Pink Floyd. The stage That's, flips around. You see what I'm saying? It's a lot Metallica. It's a lot of room. But I'm saying you can replace the things there's only two sides of the stage okay and while the beatles are playing there's workers behind the stage hooking up led zeppelin right but these guys they don't these people they don't fucking care about seeing the real people they just want to listen to the same music they listened to when they were fucking 13 you could make an enormous pile of money just being like ah oh, go see fucking robot led zeppelin tonight they would love it you know the cheers there used to be a cheers bar that had a robot norm and cliff that sat at the end of the fucking bar and motherfuckers would go and sit at that cheers so they could be by robot norm and cliff uh-huh. It would be a successful business. I, no, That's something no. I'm trying to open. I'm I just, just don't doing think it... the numbers in my head to, <laughs> to develop and move and all of that. I mean, they're going to go with holograms is going to be the only answer. I don't want holograms. That's what, they're doing. that's what they're doing. That's how they're fucking up Chuck E. Cheese. They're taking out the animatronics and they're putting them on screens and then they're having a dance floor and they're like, oh, it's more like a dance party than it is. Hmm. animatronics i was like ah shit poor kids you're gonna miss out on the freaky chucky cheese clicking and clacking up there yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love the way, like they're just like always jiggling when they're on the way that they move just 
up there clicking. Click, 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 yeah. click, 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 click. You can hear it over the music. It's freaky yeah. as hell. Eyes yeah. oh, fucking just keep rolling back into the back of their head and forward. <laughs> All right, let's take this call. Yeah, it just sounds like a metal cage being <laughs> shaken. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. You should hear it when you turn the music all the way down. Oh, no. oh that's weird. <laughs> that's what I used to do when I worked there. We'd get tired of it. You should turn it all the way that. down. Should, you should, we should do Brian Quinby's Spotify sleep CD. And it'll just be animatronics running. No no, no background music. Just and <laughs> Do not shuffle that playlist. <laughs> yes, integrity of the... That order will matter. I just believe that playlists should be played in the order that they're fucking compiled. No. That's just something I believe. No, it should be like a mixed bag. If you're just going to throw a whole genre at me, I should be able to just pull loosely from it and get a heater. Hmm, I kind of want you to listen to the genre in the order that I have decided <laughs> so that it has the effect. Like it the right way, God way. Damn it. Yeah, that's the way I think about it. Like it the right way. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Uh, Kumar Salahi. Yay! Uh, <laughs> happened to happened to be joined today by uh, my my lovely girlfriend Anna, who you met, I believe, oh. at our previous at our previous meeting at the Street Fight show in Oakland. Hell yeah! What's up, Kumars? What's up, Anna? Did I say the wrong name? We're just hanging out, doing homework. It's Hannah. Hannah, I fucking knew I said the wrong name. So here here's what I here here is. Cubars messaged me and he actually me and Brett did a horrible job uh, with shut up about politics which no I wouldn't say that at all give me one second here what I, give me one second Cubars I'm going to uh Jason if I play this right now it'll play for the listeners won't it we aren't going to be able to hear it though we're going to refresh everybody's memory we're going to refresh everybody's memory real quick Cubars none of us are going to be able to hear this well, I can hear it from Brett's computer. But uh so this is this is Shut Up About Politics. It's by The Five and John Rich. Okay, I'm gonna pause it now. Q Mars. What is up with the I got this song from you. Where did the what did this come from? Where did this like happen? No, I you know, I heard your bit about Shut Up About Politics. I loved it. <laughs> Uh, I think you should you should sell yourself short there, but I have some corrections. So, uh, the, the story of uh, we'll, we'll put aside the story of the five, which is which is weird uh, in and of itself. But the member of the five that you couldn't identify, Dana Perino, he's actually George W. Bush's former press secretary, ah. uh, and is probably the most successful former press secretary. Uh, as far as the, uh, the their subsequent media jobs goes, and uh, she loves country music, so she's just friends with John Rich. And oh. what happened was they did a Nashville tour back in April, and they did a live show with John Rich, of course, yeah, of, of Big and Rich, and uh, it was at something called the Wild Horse Saloon. They just did a broadcast of their show. Uh, now I've been to Nashville. I've patronized a honky tonk. But uh, this was definitely, you know, this was definitely their element. So they were just there, uh, you know, in, in a friendly environment to talk their shit. And John Rich has been on the show before. And what ended up happening in, in uh, at least in the version that we hear, is that another one of the co-hosts, the odious troll Greg Gutfeld, uh, sent John Rich 
a very long email filled with like a lot of ideas for for a song and john just read through this whole email which is just probably like little quotes from his monologues that he does every day and uh put together a song and shut up about politics was ironically enough for a show about politics something that greg had said on the show and it became the the mantra for this single and of course it was all for a good cause or whatever it was for uh you know finding homes for for veterans or some shit like that okay so, well, we're, we're uh, drinking yeah, that, energy that, drinks that, for veterans tonight yeah we are actually drinking energy drinks for veterans tonight old glory uh, they have uh, the Pledge of Allegiance on the side of the can. So, I mean, we're also helping the veterans by drinking an energy drink that a listener sent to us. Um. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually that's of the power of Fox News is to be able to do precisely that. It's the song did make it to number one on iTunes last week. Now it's at like 146, of course. Because I think what we saw was the power of Fox News to get their you know Nazi viewers to buy crap no one else pays for just on mass. It's a consumerist blitzkrieg, if you will. It's wild, too. The song stinks, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. So I was at my father-in-law's house yesterday, and uh, I was I was going to let him yell at me. But uh, instead, I decided to hang out with my daughter while I was there. Me, me and the kid were hanging out outside and, and kind of screwing around. And uh, he is not supposed to talk about Pollux politics to me shut up yeah <laughs> he's supposed to, he's supposed to shut up about politics when he's around me okay so uh we're standing me and my kid are standing in the kitchen and uh of course him and another dude uh, another one of my sister's uh brother-in-law was who that would be right or maybe my brother-in-law i don't really get it right katie's sister's husband right yes that's who's your that what is that my brother-in-law my father-in-law are sitting in this room talking and my brother-in-law is talking about this nice jewish woman who does gardening for him i don't know why he had to explain that she's jewish but uh my father-in-law yells he's like she's a nice jewish woman she's like not like the rest of them he's like what you know i like jewish people i hate muslims and then they just started yelling it in the room and I believe that was like, I don't think they think they were talking about politics, but it fucking pissed me off. And I ended up like going outside. Me and the kid ended up going outside and my wife was drunk. She didn't really realize what was going on. But like the reason I told this story is because a lot of times these people fucking don't think they talk about politics but they really just mean shut up about left politics if, if that makes sense yeah absolutely i mean i think part of the conservative worldview is restrictive of the realm of politics so they're constantly mad that everything is being you know politicized and uh the left is of course always trying to politicize everything uh and I, you know, I personally, I think that this is a legitimate sort of angle that they have, that they feel that a lot of what, uh, you know, they've considered politics over the past few years, for the past few decades, forever, really, uh, which is just reasonable people in power agreeing about, you know, agreeing to respect each other's conservative views on things while sort of mutually oppressing each other. Uh, that sort of consensus is now under threat when people are making critiques that 
you know, extend from the realms of culture to education and all this other shit. Like, they're, they don't want the realm of politics, which they, I agree means leftist politics, uh, to encroach on these separate spheres, like culture and religion and whatever. As far as they're concerned, when they're saying, oh, I think Muslims suck and, and Jews are actually all right, that's just a conversation about religion. They're just doing a comparative religious study. That's a, that's absolutely probably what they think they were doing. Because I also, I mean, they were yelling it because they know what I do for a living. You know, like, yell. that's another thing these guys like to do is they start the fights. Brett talks about this a lot with, with people that he knows, too. It's like they start the fights and then they get mad when you finish the fights, you know. And this time I didn't. This time, well, here's the reason I didn't say anything. My car hasn't been starting sometimes, and I got to, like, jiggle some cords in it or something to get it to start. And I was, my daughter was, like, uh, standing next to me. I was like, I'm about to tell them that I hate the fucking troops. I'm about to tell <laughs> that one thing I hate is the troops, and another thing I hate is the American flag. But I was afraid that I would walk out to storm out of the house and go to start the car, and it wouldn't start. And I'd have to be out there jiggling wires, and they'd have to come out and probably help me fix it. And I was like, I just, I can't do this right now. That'd really take the piss out of you. Mic drop, storm out moment. Yeah. Shut yeah, up, I mean, I found up. out that he, uh, he, he, the municipal building in a small town that he lives in, their uh, American flag was tattered, so he ordered them a new one off of Amazon and went and installed it. Oh wow! Oh, how corny! That <laughs> shit is corny. like, if that happened, the no, the local news channels like ten and eight and six and stuff. If somebody did that in Montana. That would be on the Columbus News. He didn't bother local man getting to like going to the flag lady or nothing. No, he ordered it off. Of, well, why would he drive somewhere? Local flag patriot respects he hates country, people. comma. So, what is the five? Can I ask? Like, do you watch the five? <laughs> okay, Humars. I, uh, I embarrassingly enough watch the five every day. Okay, he's watching Fox. As much as I do, obviously, has attained greater relevance in the Trump era because, you know, it's impossible to overstate how direct of a line there is from, you know, whoever there is on Fox at literally at any moment to Trump. It's like clockwork. So, uh, frankly, whoever's on Fox at any given time is, is automatically the odds-on favorite for the next cabinet appointment. But yeah, the it, uh, the thing that I love the really, thing that I love about the five <laughs> is that they really shake up the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I have no idea. No, what that they. Means. I don't know what they're <laughs> But the interesting thing about the five is that they don't have guests at all. So it's probably the show on Fox that Trump is least likely to watch because he's the least likely to be on it. And uh, it, it, it really says everything that his favorite Fox News show is Fox and Friends. And really, it's not even, that's not even top five. So it's just like but, five people from work talking to each other? Yeah, they don't like to. Uh, interview people sometimes they'll have a guest kind of around the table if it's someone everyone likes like alex trebek i remember has been one or dr drew uh and usually though it's just five people sitting around a table made of garbage and uh i so i have several corrections for you it is not a morning show it is this might surprise you but it's on at five in the the east coast that's a bad Uh, time though this is dinner yeah 
Not like, even dinner time. Right this is perfect for eating your uh, BLT. Too. Prime time and daytime. Okay, yeah, five o'clock and, is like old yeah. people prime time. And they all have yeah, the TV absolutely. on while they eat. Yeah, so. their bellies are filled with, you know, uh, Meals on Wheels. They're at the dining room table. Their bellies are filled and with it's meals. Five. It's easy to count for the old people. It's called the five because there are five co-hosts. Mm. And I, I know you noticed that there are only four regular co-hosts right now. That was a concern. There used to be six of them. There okay. used to be six of them. And Wait, they would the... rotate in and out because sometimes they weren't free that day. But there are only five at any given time. As long as there's five each episode. If they send four people out to do the five, I'm out. I'm yeah. out. And okay, got... so here's a little... I, I, I'm going to try to be brief about this, but there's a lot of drama in the five. People don't even realize this was birthed of drama because this was a show that took Glenn Beck's spot when <sighs> he got kicked out of oh. the Fox News Club for saying something anti-Semitic. He kind of made the all-right jump a little before everybody else did. And... Uh, they had to find out, you know, what, what to replace the most incredibly popular show on cable news with. And they came up with just, uh, you know, people talking shit. And so the original lineup was Dana, uh, Greg Gutfeld, as I mentioned before. The smartest Kimberly man Gilfoyle in the world. Is now dating, Kimberly Guilfoyle is now dating Donald Trump Jr. And Ooh. that's all she's doing as far as I know. Power but she used play. to be a host on the, the five. Uh, Eric Bowling, uh I don't know if any of you guys have any reason to know who Eric Bowling is, but uh, he was this oil guy on like on Wall Street that was just this noxious figure, and uh, he had a he was one of the the, the uh, sexual harassers over at Fox, and so they actually moved the show, which was called the Five to Nine PM, because they wanted to give Bowling a different show at Five, and they called that. Oh shit! I don't even remember. And it was on for maybe three months before he was fired for sending unsolicited pictures of his penis to mm. female coworkers. Oh, and on, to this God. day, no one talked about it. Ne- it's never mentioned. So the five pretended they were returning to five p.m. due to like popular demand, and not because this guy's big pics got his show canceled. Oh, it's the five at five. Yeah, that's what he said. Even better. And uh, so is Eric Bowling gone? The picture. Eric Bowling is gone. Uh, so is uh, another original co-host, Andrea Tanteros, who was one of the people accusing Roger Ailes of covering up sexual harassment and, and all of that. And also, uh, a, they always have a liberal or someone who's kind of a moderate conservative uh, to sit there and look relatively old and unattractive. So they had this old, fat, uh, uh, drug-addicted uh, a former Democratic strategist called Bob Beckel, and Bob disappeared for a while, and he came back in a later season briefly after presumably rehab had failed, and it was just a shit show. He was not clean. So you have Juan Williams, the, the sort of the, the NPR. He's the guy that uh, that was fired from NPR for saying he was uncomfortable with Muslims on an airplane, and then he turned that into a Fox News career. <laughs> <laughs> the five is a fucking me- I'm looking at I mean Greg Gutfeld is he's a hideous fucking dude uh, yeah it's it's a real, Greg is the worst it's, yeah it's a real Greg jo- is from Berkeley actually where I am right now I don't know I think Greg is smart and hot and <laughs> he's from Berkeley and and what now I'm sorry he was raised by liberal parents as he likes to say and uh his type is that sort of contrarian gen x hipster he reminds me a little of my libertarian uncle the family would call a contrarian but he was really more of a right winger he's one of those libertarians who like 
when it gets down to the individual issues is actually more of a fascist. I mean, this looks like the Legion of Doom, like from <laughs> the DC comic books, like just a group of, you know, you people that all have their unique points of view on how to like drain and abuse the rest of us. Yeah, I'm reading he he had to apologize to Canadians at one point and he also uh Yeah, he he's a piece of shit. I I'm reading his Wikipedia Greg Gutfelds. I knew that he was a guy yeah, what I know him from was Maxim magazine, right? Like oh. he was a Maxim magazine <laughs> editor. You, know you read that. it for the articles? I didn't read Maxim. It was UK. So it, this is what I knew. Uh, no, this is what I knew about him. And I'll, I'll read it. He had an internship at the American Spectator, but then he worked as a staff writer at Prevention Magazine, which is an old people magazine. In 1995, he became a staff writer at Men's Health. He was promoted to editor editor in chief of Men's Health a year later in 1999, and then he also was the editor in chief of Stuff magazine so uh, uh yeah. he was a men's magazine guy for a long time now he's just a, a political a now weird one political operative yeah now he's one of the five it seems like he wouldn't want to be called that yeah no and the weirdest thing about greg is that he was he came in through andrew breitbart like he was like uh friends with him and uh breitbart helped him get this show called red eye that you guys mentioned briefly that used to be on 3 a.m eastern time on fox news so just think about that like who's watching fox news at 3 a.m yeah five is a good number. apparently apparently a lot of people actually um because it was it was this it was this weird kind of hotbed of like you would see the weirdest mix of just ordinary comedians that they would have on like new york city comedians who you would see in a club uh, right. and yeah then like right right wing political people like uh you know john bolton would be sitting next to ann coulter would be sitting next to gavin mckinnon anthony cumia was on there all the time let's watch some five for the the patreon okay yeah anthony cumia was on there a lot that's where he did his first he did his first big interview after he got fired on red eye that was like where he went He's like, he was on that show a lot. Like, they just have all those right-wing kind of uh, New York comedy seller comedian guys yeah. on there a lot. And Gavin McInnes of, of Proud Boy fame, of course, he was the most popular of the potential, like, co- uh, uh, replacement hosts once Greg left the show. And uh, when they did polls and stuff of the viewers, it would always be obviously all the Nazis who were fucking watching Fox News at 3 a.m., voting for this guy that at the time you know nobody was really talking about fascism necessarily but he had the exact same views he was the most popular among their fans and the fox news people put the kibosh on on that and gave it to somebody you know still pretty conservative but more you know safe and uh that show didn't last much longer after that it was just it was it was a a fucking it was a weird place where anti-pc comedians uh, you know, just people like people that you might not think of as as, as conservative, but are literally friends with Milo Yiannopoulos and Coulter because you know, like Sherrod Small, Kurt Metzger, um, some people that have uh, supposedly left wing podcasts now, and the, <laughs> you know, the, the, the things that <laughs> the things that uh, I think we saw during that period of time were the 
you know, proto-fascist elements of conservatism, getting bored with libertarianism, getting bored with the, the, the idea of the Tea Party, and just wanting to be fucking edgy and just be mean. And this, this was late at night, so it got past a lot of the normal kind of censorship that, that would keep prim and proper a septuagenarian Fox News viewers, uh, you know, away. I watched it a lot when I was on painkillers. That's that's how I knew about when I was doing a lot of drugs uh, that would make me stay up all night because I would pop those pills all fucking night till like five o'clock in the morning, yeah. and I would watch Red Eye. I mean, I would mostly be watching like I actually like didn't like Red Eye because it was conservatives trying to be funny. Yeah, and, and like I like the conservatives being conservatives. Like I, I I'm a, I'm like more like Q Mars where I I like them when they're being serious. I find it hideous, but also like more fascinating. Like I I just remember watching Bill O'Reilly and being completely fascinated with like how anybody could take the guy seriously. Yeah, you know, it, it, I also am not just representing myself here. I subject Hannah to this. You know, it's horrifying because Kumar stays home all day. He's writing his dissertation so he can, you know, have Fox News on as he's writing. I teach during the day and then come home and work on my master's degree. But then I notice that while I'm in, like, the teacher workroom and everyone's talking politics, I know Fox News take a little bit too much for people to be comfortable. Oh, you know <laughs> to what? To be honest, just because... <laughs> that is a curse. That is such, like, knowing where they're... Like, if you're sitting somewhere and you hear somebody talking yeah. about politics that is, like, not overtly conservative, and then they start saying stuff, and you're like, wait a minute. I, 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 I heard, heard that, that curse, I, too. I watched... I listened to Glenn Beck today. You're saying Glenn Beck stuff. <laughs> Exactly. And so that's the position I've now, you know, been placed in. Have you have you called anybody out on like like because a lot of times these are people who when especially if you're a teacher, they probably cuz like conservative teachers, there are a lot of them. Yes. But they also feel totally under fire, you know, and, and like they don't ever want anybody to know about they their conservatism. usually hide behind some sort of anonymity of some sort. Yeah, so have you, you know, caught anybody? Oh, yeah. I see a lot of people that are really anti-union at my school especially, and it's just wild. Like, they'll just be like, well, you know, you'll be talking about anything, and out of nowhere they're like, well, the unions, they really don't know their place. And it's like, I mean, I was just getting a cup of coffee. Like, I <laughs> I don't know where this they is coming from. They should shut up about politics. Shut up. Shut up about politics. I had the same thing yesterday. Like I said, every time I go over to the in-law's house, he's not supposed to be allowed to talk to me about politics. Which is weird because I'm not a baby. Like, I can handle it. You know what I mean? I just, I do it for a living. So I don't need an outlet. You know, like he needs an outlet. He sits in the house and seethes all day and all night. But every time I get over there, out of nowhere, I just hear an out. I think he's watching Alex Jones now. Yeah, he's getting all of his news to fight against. He's getting he, he I don't think he can watch Fox News. 
because he made well, fun of it. Politically correct, if you ask. <laughs> right. Well, and he made fun it's of Fox easy, News though. during the Obama years because he voted for Obama. So I think he feels like, oh, I can't watch Fox News. So like, if my if if my daughter if my wife talks to him on the phone, she be, he'll be like, you know what I'm doing, and she'll be like, what? And he's like. I'm watching my YouTube shows. You know what YouTube shows I watch? And she's like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I, I said, I imagine it's it's Infowars, right? Like he's he's watching Infowars and whatever else, Anthony Cumia show maybe, I don't know. Well, Infowars also has a lot of umbrella of different outlets that all reference each other as like sources. Mm-hmm. They all cite each other. So there's like, you can just get caught in that forever. Are you in that world yet, QMars? No, I've managed to stay away. Actually, it doesn't interest me as much. I like it polished. I like I like to see what literally the. I mean, I like to see what the president is seeing. Like, yeah. I, I want to see what more people are seeing than just you know. Sometimes Infowars is just kind of pathetic, and at least on on Fox, I uh, I kind of know what's I kind of know what's going on. I guess, and it's not just like the desperate ravings of. of of, 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 you know, just unhinged people. At least these people are, like, being fed propaganda. And the moments of spontaneity are all the more rare and all the more precious. Um, but, I mean, you guys know, I started watching Fox News before I even uh, got super uh, into to left politics. I Shut was, up! I was just Shut up. Uh, watching... <laughs> Uh, the Daily Show, and I, I realized I, I was way more interested in the clips they would play of fucking Fox News, and so as a scholar, I had to go to the source material. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I mean, I'm glad you're doing it. Uh, we So there's a podcast that you should look into. It's called Minion Death Cult, and they kind of go into the uh, shit that I used to go into on Facebook that I can't go into anymore because a bunch of fans found me on there, and kind of fucked up the algorithm and fucked up what I see now on my feed. So if I want to see disgusting conservative shit, like I have to go out and look for it. It's a pain in the ass and it's not part of the show as much anymore, but they do that. And like, I appreciate that, that like you're willing to subject yourself to trash so that we can understand <laughs> like what's happening on Fox News and Fox News is the most common news that people are watching it's on everywhere it's it, everywhere I go I see Fox News you know and they've hired all the famous guys like CNN nobody nobody's watching CNN and MSNBC they're not making policy based on CNN and MSNBC all the policy is happening based on what is happening on Fox mm-hmm. right well can- yeah Qmars, tell them where to. Uh, we, I mean, delete your account is a great podcast that we have been on. Qmars is going to come do a vacation show with me too, if if we can work the timing out, of course. And uh, tell them where to find oh, yeah, you. Yeah, we were recording that vacation show, the Bahamas, maybe. Well, it's not a vacation for you; it's a vacation for <laughs> me, where I'll be taking a vacation in July, but there will still be shows airing. <laughs> but uh, tell them where to no, find you. Great. I look forward to it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Qmars Salahi, K-U-M-A-R-S-S-A-L-E-H-I. And uh, delete your account, of course, at D- delete U-R-A-C-C-T. Make sure to follow us there. And that's the producer tweets from there. So so you're getting a, a whole different experience. I can't, can't necessarily endorse everything that gets said there. But 
Uh, and of course, my, my, my lovely co-host, Rokeb. Yeah. Hannah, do you want to? Give your give your ad. No, she's gonna stay anonymous. Ah, oh, Jesus this Christ! This was a bridge too far. This yeah. anonymity. Followed by students, so I'm gonna have to go private pretty soon. For those that don't know, she's also wearing a Guy Fox mask as she does this, just in case me and Brett see through the camera on their phone. <laughs> Thanks for calling. We really appreciate y'all calling. We're going to break now. Absolutely. Good. See you later, man. Uh, so up. tonight. Shut up. It's break time. I'm playing the songs, right? All I got to do is play them, Jason. This is the Howling Commandos. Okay. If you want to write that down, let Jason write down Howling Commandos. It's three songs. I wanted that to do anything with... um, Six minutes. What? Howling Commandos. H-O-W. I'll send you the link. Is that being naked in your underwear and screaming at the moon or something? Jeez, I guess, pervert. I don't know what your fucking deal is. This is from their album on Bandcamp, howlingcommandos.bandcamp.com. This is from their uh, three-song EP called uh, right? Howling Commandos. Yeah, I think so. The um, and uh, they're good. The they're true good loud energy rock drink truly is, was not good. You're not feeling well? No, I don't like. I don't. I don't feel right uh, right now. <laughs> Oh, that no. my great oh, no. my great grandmother no, no. was a diabetic, so she couldn't have sugar, uh-huh. and she had these hard candies. And this was like 1993, 1994. So the artificial sweetener science was really, really crude, uh-huh. and they were the most disgusting things. Just it wasn't like candy. I was like, why am I eating this? It's yeah. not good. That's what that tasted like. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, I'm I'm a floating on a cloud right now but ready to go into this break who we get listening to the howling the howling commandos all right enjoy
Hey, what's up? It's Brian. I'm back. We're back from break. That was the Howling Commando. Oh, wait. It's still playing. Alright. Well, we'll let it play. Sorry. I had to Google Harry Styles a minute ago. Someone in the chat called me Harry Styles. And people know that. He does kind of have a stupid dick. The Howling Commandos. Uh, the songs were No Faith, Waste of Time, and What I Did. And you can buy that on um, you can buy that on Bandcamp. And I think it's on Spotify too. Uh, they're sweet boys from Columbus, Ohio. And uh, listen to them. They're pretty good. I, I enjoy seeing them live. So there we go. I did that. How's it going, Brett? Great. I'm glad we've had a good call-in show so far. Thank you, QMars, for giving us the heads up on the five we had q mars we had tom it's a cavalcade of stars tonight this friday lexington kentucky we will be performing live at best friend bar tickets are available at store.streetfightradio.com all of the information with showtime and directions are there as well june 28th columbus ohio at the short north stage tickets will probably be on sale this week right they're on there right now tickets are on sale now you go to store.streetfight.com see us in columbus ohio see us come home it's a great big homecoming for the two big boys we're going on vacation today after that and uh we want to party with you yeah we're going to be in the green room at the short north stage all right that's fun, huh? Yes, it'll be a good time. We're back. We're Brett's sick from patriotic energy drinks. It, pay, it made me feel a little woozy. I don't ever get those hardcore. I don't ever drink a lot of that. The, the Bangs doesn't have as much bang as that thing had. Well, this that is had. it kills you. This is killing ah. you. Bang made you feel good. Right. This Bang is, replenished me. I needed some BCAAs. That drained me with some sort of weird cough syrup. It needs. It needed to have some. Uh, what's it called? Um, you know, you can just taste these things, though. It, we're just testing them for the show. You oh, don't have to drink shit. the whole thing. Yeah. But I was real tired today, so I thought I would give one a try. Jason, do you I want this? I haven't Dodge overdid these. it on um, 
I haven't overdone it on any sort of speed drinks on the air in a long time, so. Yeah. Remember when you took all those uh, trucker speed trucker speed for the show it just to bad. let us know what you and another guy we were doing on the old show? Those made me sick. Yeah, Jim, uh, Brett took a bunch of them. I <laughs> threw, threw up foam. I was throwing up foam all night. Like, we were at the bar, I would take a drink, and I would just be like, ah, ah, and then it would just be like a tablespoon of foam would come the, out. The, it was the, for like 24 hours that shit was going on. Re- regular, straight up, original Stacker 3 I can kind of handle, but like yeah. Mini Thins, the other kind of Stackers, jackets. all that shit. That's what Brett took. I'm yakking them up. Yeah. It yeah, was we, cool though. We that went, was, got official yellow jacket. That was back in the day when we used to like do stunts. And I stuff. could have done one. I could. I was also was like, oh, we had real cocaine at the time. We had real rolls. We had real speed. So it was weird to go down to that. And I just was like, oh, I can do a bunch of this. And was like, no, that doesn't work like that. Maybe you're being. Maybe because you disrespect the troops so much, you drank this with the pledge on it, and it's poisoning. I you. think so. It's yeah, like your body is like, I can't handle all this patriotism. There's there's troop vitamins in there. Yeah. It just has patriotism in it, and Brett's body is it's, not immune to patriotism. It's made to uh, supercharge the McDonald's cells in your body, and I'm have a, I'm at a dangerously low level. Like I don't, haven't had an American diet, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beef hormones are supposed to get activated by that, and I don't yeah. have that. Well, I think it's just, it has the Pledge of Allegiance on the side, and if you drink it and you're not su- sufficiently patriotic, it makes you sick. Wow. So that's that's a stink. That's like if you say the pledge. You know how bad Everybody, you feel? let's just have a handful of double salt black licorice. <laughs> We're going to keep that let's stuff forever. Party. We'll take it to the Columbus show and just throw it out to the listeners. Fucking <gasps> drop it in a menthol tobacco vodka shot. Why don't we take it? We're going to save it for the Columbus, the big Columbus show and let the listeners try it. Put a rubber band on that. Put a rubber band on that shit. Put that in the fridge like half of an energy drink. We're at one serving of an energy drink. We're at that festival this week and uh, they were selling these enormous bags of popcorn and they were like, oh, you can't finish it here? Just put it in the old freezer. And I'm like, okay. No. That's weird. No. (laughs) (laughs) Popcorn's fresh. Like, that's just something you eat fresh. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. You don't freeze no, no, the no, popcorn. You no, you're not going to eat all this now. Just freeze it. Just yeah. have pull out a bag of frozen popcorn. Wait for it to get to room temperature and start snacking again. They said put a bag, put it in a second bag, Stop. put the bag in Stop. a second bag, and Stop. then freeze it. And I was like, no, that's because you're a crazy popcorn person. Yes, that's because you have so much popcorn in your house. Like it's not even bad. I swear it's not. I mean, it's their life. They're it selling is. it. Right. They have a popcorn problem. They're just yeah. like, I just, I fucking like, love popcorn. It's I, like those. Like, uh, if you sell something, so, like, say you run, like, a salsa company. Right. You're just like, you can fucking eat salsa on ice cream. Absolutely. It's not a big deal. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, you can freeze this. You can freeze it. Save it for later. You can portion it out and have little salsa packets, right? Brett, yeah, we talked about something on uh, Twitter this week, me and the listeners, and, and on Street Fighters page about uh, about 50%, I think. Maybe now I've upped it from 40 to 50% of our listeners have sold Cutco knives or her, her Kirby sweepers, right? Uh-huh. Mm. And somebody brought, there were two it things that were brought up that would be good call-in show material or video material. You know, one of them is me and Brett should probably try to sell Cutco knives. Okay. Together. 
Like, so want, you'll go, if they give you leads, I don't know what the original sales thing is. We should get the starter kit mm-hmm. and then get Wait. the leads. And then you try to sell one. Then I try to sell one. And then we film us trying to sell it and see who's who can sell. Who can do it. Okay. <laughs> and then the other thing we really would like, if you are a listener to Street Fight and you're in sales, feel free to call in and try your sales pitch on me. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it is because I'm a weird dude that uh, will fall for anything most of the time from sales, you know? So try your sales pitch on me, you know? That seems fun. Would love a people helping people salesperson to call in, even though I don't think any of our fans would ever do people helping people. Yeah, we don't, we're not that cool. Did you hear who's speaking at their uh, convention? No. Let me get that up here for you. Because uh, you'd be impressed. They have like a real A-list celebrity guest. Hmm. List? Like, I mean, like, the type of le- guest list that you wouldn't expect. Okay, George, here's, George Clooney? here's the 2019 <laughs> convention list. Transforming the industry. Yes. They have. The helping industry? Here we go. Yes. It's life insurance. We got one, two, three, four, five people. Queen okay. Elizabeth. Five people. Five. The five. The five. One, Patrick Bet David, who is the guy that owns people helping people. Oh, okay. We talked say, about him cool. once. I was like, oh no, I don't know celebrities anymore. Okay. Number two, keynote speaker, Billy Bean. He was the executive. He's the guy that the Moneyball movie yeah. was written about. Okay. He's Moneyball. Brad Pitt played him. Which, but, by the way, it's the first time I'm seeing Billy Bean. Looks nothing like Brad Pitt. Yeah. yeah. No one wants to look at Billy Bean for a <laughs> Billy Bean movie. Okay. So they have to get somebody better looking. Yeah, someone we can look at. Okay. Uh, this Some, is something. Yeah. This is level of importance. So we just did Patrick Bet David and Billy Bean. Okay. Right. Jordan Peterson. Number three. Okay. Uh, JP. The thing is about helping people. Is, <laughs> well, we really, we really uh, like to help. Th- those who help themselves are always going to dominate those who can't. <laughs> yes. Number three. Number four. This is a number four. You'll net. This is one that's not in your mind at all. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a fucking weird one. This is a good five. The and power of five. Voltron was five. Yeah. The number one, and just shocking. This is as famous as as you can get. George W. Bush. So <laughs> the decider. <laughs> yeah. That's our keynote speakers for the people helping people convention. I want to repeat it. George W. Bush. Top. That is a top tier guest. This you is how a, much it's an MLM scheme. You right? know how much it yes. You know how much it costs to book a former fucking president. That is <laughs> wild. This dude's got a big pyramid scheme going. Yeah, the biggest. This is an MLM. George Bush, Kobe Bryant. You're paying for all of that. I know. <laughs> George Bush, Kobe Bryant, Jordan Peterson. Dang, saved a little money on having himself. You know. Yeah, of course. But then Billy Bean. Probably cost some money. He's yeah. probably not a cheap guy. No. That movie made about him. Right. I don't know how you get George W. Bush. I mean, that's probably what what Check. you think that costs for Paycheck. one day. Oh, for him? Five hundred grand? I'm thinking. Is it five hundred grand? I'm so yeah. Something like that. And it's taking place in Las Vegas at the Mirage Hotel and Casino. Oh no. And uh Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad to see uh 
How many people? A billion people are doing this, I'm guessing. How many people are doing this? I don't think it shows that how, how many, many people fucking, want. That is a lot of, that is a huge part of society that is involved with that. Oh, look how cheap it is, though. It takes place from Monday through Thursday. Oh, yeah. Taking <laughs> <laughs> them off weekend raids. <laughs> Maybe if we weren't on tour, it, this is when we're going to do the big tour. It's at the end of July. Man. If we weren't on tour, would, that would be something I would consider trying to make my way into. Because that is, that is some fucking lineup right What there. do we got to do? Just sell life insurance? I think it says you can register now. and it. Let me look at the register now. Let's see what Start it selling costs. life insurance. That is, that's the fucking dream. Oh, you got to put in your email address. Are they all five going to get together and do like a podcast? I want to see like them all rap together about something. I mean, I would like to see them do a panel. I want to see like, like, I don't think they're doing a panel. I think each like one of them gives yeah, a speech. That sucks. Do you think any of the five people that are speaking at this thing, other than the owner, knows what they're have, talking have, about? Like, have knows what the company they, is. These have, are standard have, speeches. Yeah, have never heard of it before being contacted and will never think of it again. No, they're, <laughs> they're just like, uh, well, I kind of got this thing about helping people or, you know, how greed is good. So but, I'll just yeah. do that. They'll pay George W. Bush $600,000 to riff for 20 minutes. Yeah. See, the thing about helping people is yeah. that you have to to do it. It's well, good. Well, I might have tanked a whole baseball team, but I made a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say <But> this. Shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. I have been to one of these. I went to the Americans for Prosperity thing Ooh. with Matt Christmas. And the speeches are Fire. are like super no they're oh. like well you love john taffer here's the thing. john taffer was great but i also i mean the other guys i saw speak were jeb bush and bobby jindal so oh. maybe it wasn't but bobby jindal like it was electric in that room like the people in the audience really? were fucking freaking out because they were seeing bobby jindal speak and i i was like watching people like nudge each other yeah. like daddy said that you know what i mean like that yeah. kind of vibe wild but uh yeah he's he's pretty big celeb in it, their world he yeah. makes the movies for him they can tell their kids about bobby jindal is that the guy that makes the movies is that no the, he was former the, governor of louisiana yes oh. he was the governor of louisiana i'm thinking of dinesh d'souza yeah he, he uh they love him he oh, he embarked on the love. the bold conservative experiment of what if we take our state university system and give them zero dollars a year <laughs> <laughs> right well bobby jindal or no, it's not Bobby. Jen uh, Dinesh D'Souza once called me an ableist slur ah. on, on uh, Twitter one time because <laughs> I said something asinine like to him on like the that. internet. Well, you know. Let's get these calls in. All right. People want to talk to us. They don't want to hear ask us talk. Him, ask them about Kobe Bryant. Uh, ask them if they think that Kobe Bryant, George W. Bush, Jordan Peterson is like an Ozfest sort of uh, lineup, I think. Yeah. He, I mean, just sitting down hearing kobe come out and just saying like you know hitting the sales floors a lot like hitting the court you know <laughs> just saying shit like that is just oh i love it and they get paid a bajillion people are just eating it up eating it up how do we get on that speaking we gotta, we gotta do more bullshit man we got i told you we gotta do more lying bullshit when, when you're in the paint with We're a customer <laughs> when you have to get involved with something that only exists on paper and that we, as people that can know the people at the top of the pyramid, we can get the most of the uh, payout. Okay. That's okay. how we make money. Okay. Yeah, let's we're do that. We're going to get these people that listen to the show involved in our pyramid scheme. If they're below us, we're making money. I love that. You know the other high 
high-flying cool thing about this PHP convention is he put himself in like the owner put himself in with Billy Bean, Jordan Peterson, Kobe Bryant, and George W. Bush. Like he's on the same level he is. as them. I'd put my name above George W. Bush. I would have too. You 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 you're whole, you're bringing you're doing your street fight festival. You're you're gonna just bring a bunch of people into headline. You're not gonna be on there. Well, we would you headline it because it's the street fight festival. It's his festival, man. He made the damn company. He brought all the opportunity here. I don't know. I think if you're going for star power, though, right? I'm ta- you're talking about street fight. So okay. Let's do it like this. We do the Leftist Podcast Festival. Uh-huh. Would we really be headlining that? I don't know. See? But if we threw it, right. we would be up there near the top. Yeah, then we but would But I wouldn't call myself a keynote. I'd headline. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, I don't know. But you see what I'm saying, though? Like, if you want to... I mean, it's relevant. If the PHP... Wants to have a star-studded keynote speaker lineup, and then they put one guy in there that nobody knows. Like he's elevating himself. Don't they know him though? They're going I mean, mad I guess for his company, might. right? I guess they might. I don't, okay. I, feel like, I mean, I'm saying about optics from the outside. I guess. Uh, I don't know. The guy seems to me like he's the he's in the center of the hurricane. Like he wants to be a celeb. Oh, he does. Yeah, he does a I YouTube mean. show. Yeah, yeah. He's ready, and he's getting all these people paid, and he just inserts himself right in there. You know, he's like, I guess I yeah, would. Doctor Peterson is so right. You know, it's pheromones have a big part of whether he makes sales or not. You know, and then he just goes into his speech about people helping people. I guess I'll go with. I I will agree with you that yeah, you just put yourself up there as a star and you become a star. Yeah, that's that's all it is, man. Creating superstar. Get him. He's got on Doctor Phil. He's got Doctor Phil next. He um, does a podcast. Oh, on YouTube. He's a worker. Man. He also has a painting. Business Remember, man. he's the guy with the painting. Businessman and the MLMs. I'll I'll find the painting. While thanks you take thanks this for calling Street call. Fight. Who are we talking to? I believe you're talking to me. Hey, what's up? Who's this? Hey, this is Lucas. How are you guys doing? Great. How are you, Hello. Lucas? What's going on tonight? I'm doing all right. Sitting here listening to the Street Fight and uh, snacking on a bag of Werther's Original. Ooh, yeah. Well, okay, that's like an old guy Love thing, it. but I, I'll let you do that. That's fine. They're fantastic. Far better than salty, uh, salty licorice. It Have was you had so bad. Licorice? It was so bad. <laughs> no, I've never had it, but I don't think I need to have it. You don't. Uh, you know what? I've seen. If you ate a salty licorice, spit it out, and then ate a Werther's Original, that would be like ecstasy. Yes. Yeah. Werther's Originals are good. They're just hard. I hate hard stuff. Double salt licorice is a hot stove. I don't, don't like individually it. wrapped candy like that. I would like to take a whole handful of Werther's Original and fill my mouth until I can't <laughs> I felt like it had to... Because growing up, people would hand you a Werther's Original, and like we loved it, but I'm yeah. 40, you know? No, my grandma always had them rattling around in her purse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you hit me with like maybe a Rolo, I would probably be more excited. Yeah, yeah, I roll. Yeah, I roll out this. So before we get to you, Lucas, I I apologize one hundred percent for doing this while you're on the air. Um, Patrick Bet David, owner of People Helping People, has a poster of him, a picture of him painted sitting in a vault with Einstein, JFK, Abraham Lincoln, Tupac, Dale Earnhardt, Martin Luther King, 
<laughs> and I think that's Milton Friedman, maybe. Wow, <laughs> this guy. Yeah. He's a big thinker, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he loves it. So how did they how did they narrow down the pool for who to put in that? Did they just were they just brainstorming with everybody? Just shout out a famous person all on three, and that's who's going in the bowl. From what I can tell, here. This is just guys that he likes. And I'll bet you his favorite person is Tupac. And then all the other people are just people he thought if he put them in there, it would make them look smart. <laughs> and like cultured. But, uh, oh man, this is, oh, here it is, here it is. Abraham Lincoln, Tupac Shakur, John Frederick, John F. Kennedy, Albert Einstein, Martin Luther King Jr., Warren Buffett, Ayrton Senna, Mohammed Reza, Pavlavi. Um, and that's who it is. So there you go. It's, uh, that's something, huh? So cool painting. The, this is basically a bunch of people that they have consent, uh, convinced to bother everyone that they meet and everyone that they know about the fact that they're going to die. And if they have plans for a cash payment to go to their family members when they die, that's what, how these people are helping people. Yes. That's how it is. So what's up, Lucas? <laughs> um, I don't know how to transition to, uh, you're to good. my topic, but uh, you were talking about um, we should just sell this shit and the order that they have to be played in. Yep. Um, and I'm I'm with you that you the playlist is curated by the individual, but a particular a playlist that I have absolute loathing for. Uh, my first job was actually as a birthday party host at Chuck E. Cheese. Hey, I did and that. I don't know if it was the same. I don't know if it was the same Christmas show when you were working there. I worked there around like 2009, 10-ish, so years later. Um, but there was still this one holiday show that played. It was like 15 minutes long. So on an eight-hour shift, you would hear it like way more than any human being should be subjected to. And one particular song that they had in it was the 12 Days of Chuck E. Cheese Christmas or whatever. <laughs> and instead of five golden rings... In the year 2010, it was five Sega games. Sega and they had like a Genesis in the video. Well, that's a, I mean, maybe it was from when I worked there. I, I can't remember. But uh, you did, when you work at Chuck E. Cheese, you know that, I mean, those, those shows are really on a 15 minute or so loop. It's the same thing they said, like there was a Starbucks. They have to listen to all the same music in all the stores. It's like one, I think it's a Spotify playlist that they have a deal with Spotify and Starbucks plays it. And people were like making cases that it's torture to have to listen to that music all day. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They do that in Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. I, you know what, you know, it's, this is worse than Chuck E. Cheese. I think it was when I worked at Kroger, which is a grocery store. If you don't live in the Midwest, I think everybody knows that I worked at Kroger and they would play. 45 seconds of Love Shack every 10 minutes. They never played the whole fucking song. They played. Just get you all revved up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would play 45 seconds of Love Shack and then it would go into like, do you like ice cream? Go to the ice cream aisle. And you know what I mean? Oh, that makes people buy. <laughs> it used to make me fucking nuts, man. I'm like, can't you just play the whole fucking song? Once it gets going, I want to hear it. You know? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard any amount of Love Shack and wanted to listen to it to the end. Well, I mean, That's come on. That's an immediate on. shift for me. Oh, it kills, man. <laughs> um, 
but uh, the reason why I wanted to call in was um, last week, I think it was, uh, uh, Brian had mentioned that he considered uh, himself like a seven on the handiness scale. Oh, thank you. And, yeah, I do uh, consider that also, myself that. <laughs> and also you wanted to do, um, or you were interested in Reddit, but no, but like you just wanted someone to uh, like give you all the funny stuff from it. Yeah. So then I found a subreddit called uh, Power Washing Porn, which is uh, not dirty. But it's just like videos and pictures of like people doing DIY pressure wash and power wash and like the before and after. And as a handy person, it seemed like something you might be interested in. And then I just went and made a Reddit account uh, for you with a bunch of uh, subreddits I think you might be into. Okay, so I... I can uh, DM you the, the login info or whatever if you're interested in that. Okay, I actually signed up for Reddit and uh, here's the groups I joined up. To, I, uh, let me see if I can find the groups that I signed up for. I don't I don't like know how to use the app yet, but I signed up for uh, all the customer service stuff. Uh, what yep, is Tales from Retail. Tales from Retail, Tales from uh, the Hotel. Uh, I just signed up for all the horrible stories because that's I, I should go to our relationships too because some of my favorite stuff is the relationship stuff and the in-laws. Am I the asshole? Yeah. I also like no, 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 yes. Okay. Because it's shit that is like looks like it's going to go so fucking bad and then at the last minute it like everything turns out okay. It's like a big improvement for me when I watch that stuff. Oh, there's, really? There's also yes, 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 no, and also maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love relationship stuff, too. Like, I could just sit. That's a good one. I could just sit and read people's bad. I mean, like, here's the thing with me, and I know, I know this is, a, this is not a weird thing. One thing that I love to read more than anything else in the world is stories about bad boyfriends and husbands. <laughs> like I just, because I'm a good one, you know, if I was ranking out of yeah. 10, eight out of 10 yeah. on that scale, nine out of 10 actually, cause I'm much better at that than being handy. So I'm actually a nine out of 10 on the husband scale. I get one point off because sometimes I get a little whiny. Yeah, you're a you little know. toxically masculine. Yeah, I got the toxic masculinity going. But other than that, everything's great, you know, in, in the Quinby house. So uh, I'm going to read a lot about relationships. Because some of the weirdest stuff I've ever seen is the people who post stuff from the Our Relationships thread. I've you never see? been a Reddit guy. I've never looked at it. Yeah, someone shared one where a guy saw a shit in the toilet and didn't believe it it was it was his girlfriend's and thought she was cheating on him so he requested that she go in the restroom and take a shit so he could examine it because to really see if she could shit that big see bad boyfriends are just something crazy to me just something crazy they're all nuts man you can't come back from that i know i know what you ask it's just over he can't see the proof and be like he can't just see it and be like oh i guess you were telling the truth let's just Put this behind us. Like, yeah, what is? What are you gonna do to the shit? Yeah. To, I mean, all shit looks the same, dude. What did he pay yeah. attention to? What she ate during the day? And <laughs> yes, is like gonna see if he can find like a smarty in there or something like that. I don't fucking know. <laughs> hey, I need you to eat corn and go take a shit so I can fucking look through this and see if the corn. Shows we're gonna up. mark corn with it. We're gonna mark <laughs> corn with a sharpie. I'm sickened by that guy. What a horrible yeah, person. Awful guy. Um. 
Well, thanks for calling in. And uh, yes, DM me that, that account because I'm not even signed in on my thing. So maybe I'll take it over. All right. Right on. I'll do that. You guys have a good one. You too. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna turn into a guy that reads Reddit now. There there is a lot of good stuff. The bike the bike stuff on there is like really good. It's um a lot of that place is people that do actually work on bikes and do mechanic stuff. So they will give you different advice than what you would get from other places, you know, like more practical what works in a garage type situation to get the job done. I I mean, um, I'm really about seeing people's like inner life. And you can also, you know, like, they're, what's going on. I, I just do motorcycle porn. And then when I'm scrolling through there, like an amazing motorcycle shows up and I just and look at it in awe. And then I just scroll right past it. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm just really into seeing what's going on in like people's lives. You know, I never really dated. And I like reading dating stories. Oh, yeah, they're wild. I mean, just I feel sorry for it's everybody bad. that has yeah, to do Yeah, women for the most. Yeah, yeah. Trying well, to yeah, deal with it's... guys because they don't really understand being alive very well. My yeah. my boyfriend uses my toothbrush to clean his gun. Is that <laughs> weird? Should I put my foot down? All right, let's see who's on the phone here. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Hey, is it me? Yeah, yeah it's you. you. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. yes. If your radio's up, yeah. turn it down a little because we can hear us. Is that better? That is great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. It's Chi. Oh, hey, what's up, Chi? How are you going, tonight? Buddy. Good. How are y'all? Eh, we're okay. Doing I mean, things are going good. What's what's going on with good. you? Actually, uh, can I give you an update real quick on the on the your um. Your experimental medicine that you have? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we went to Las Vegas and I got some of uh, what I call cheese cyanide pills because they are marijuana. They're made from THC. But when you take one, you'll definitely feel like you're going to die. And um, we came home with them. I told everybody I call them cyanide pills. Nobody was really into it except for Jason. Uh, took me up on the offer and the other night he made the mistake of taking one thinking it was bullshit and then took another one and oh no stayed stayed up all night saying like i'm not going to be someone that calls the ambulance but i really feel like i should call a fucking ambulance right now he's trying to figure out whether he should just be the guy that does it or not uh yeah so he uh i mean he has a new lease on life though that's the thing it's like all of a sudden you realize what's important again, you know, which is not ever getting that high ever again. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for that experience. Yeah, anytime. They're bonkers. Seriously, Columbus people, I will save some for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm actually just uh, driving back down home right now. Uh, like a three hour drive. I figured I'd call in and you know, where are you driving yeah, from? Y'all, uh, uh, going from Orlando. I was up visiting some family and back down to Fort Lauderdale where I live. Oh, that's a three-hour drive. Yeah, about three hours. Nice. Three hours. I hate driving three hours. We're driving three hours on uh, Friday. Three hours ain't so bad. <laughs> Disagreeing with it's me. It's right at cut. Longer than three, four hours is when it really starts to feel like a drag, but 
Anything over like six is bad. Six, six is so is easy. Six is like, I don't know why I didn't go to Chicago like every weekend in my 20s. Because it's, it's six hours. It's so easy to do. I fucking stayed in Columbus for so many years because I didn't want to drive more than two hours. Yeah. What a fucking person. Yeah, but you can't really get a hotel when you're young. True. True. That is true. Thank you for fixing that for me. All right, Chi, yeah, your phone's your phone's doing uh, weird stuff. So uh, we're gonna hang up, and I apologize for that. I don't. I apologize for not being able to keep you company on the rest of this drive. But it sounds crazy. Yeah, it seems like the aliens have arrived. And we can hear uh, real quick, I want to. Uh, Defend the double salt licorice. Oh, it's in fact, good. Mm, that's a bad opinion, right here. Wow. There's no way you eat this shit. <laughs> Came back There's from no technical difficulty to say that. There, yeah, no shit. There's no way he eats this. If Brett doesn't like it, it's not even a valid food. What do you eat it with? Hey, there's something fun about eating it. I don't know. <laughs> it's like Ugh. it's a challenge. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling in, Chi. I wish your phone worked better. We'd talk to you longer. Yeah, sorry about that. Hey, no problem. Anyway. No, thank you. Right, you that phone was driving me nuts. It was yeah, like clinkety was clank, clank, clank. But he did fucking poor. He did get Jason living on another astral plane, so we had to give him some time. Yeah, that's true. Poor guy. He didn't believe stuff. Jason's a big dude. I know. And uh, he is the. I I like to think of it as like drugs hubris that dudes like Jason get. We got another friend that gets that way too. And they think like, oh, nothing can fucking take me yeah, down. Yeah, I've done it all. And then they fucking do it. And they're like, it took me we down. Still, still yeah. can take you down. <laughs> yeah, drugs can. Here's the thing, people. Drugs can take you down. Yeah. They, there is no human that is immune to getting too high and freaking out. Brett dabs every 15 minutes while we're recording, yet sometimes he gets so high that it freaks him out and he goes through a whole fucking thing. I had to explain to somebody yesterday why. Okay, so talking to a family member, not the father-in-law. Uh -huh. We're talking about uh, she, this person wants to try weed. Right? Never tried weed in her whole life. I think she's 70. Oh, wow. And she's never tried weed. Yeah. Wow. It's like, she's, you know, I used to judge people, but now I think I want to try it because it, it couldn't, I don't know. I feel like I'm missing something. And uh, she was like, I just, I, I, I don't want to smoke and I don't want to vape. Uh, I just don't want to do it. And uh, so can you get me edibles? And I said, Yes. But I highly don't recommend that your first time be edibles because everybody wants their first time to be edibles these days because they think it's safer than smoking, which technically edibles are health wise safer than smoking. You don't want to breathe in smoke, right? But like as far as your brain goes, edibles are not safer than smoking. Yeah. And I'm trying to explain this. And I said, here's the here's the thing. I've been smoking weed since I was 12. And edibles still freak me out sometimes. Number one. Number two, 
edibles take a while to kick in. And if you're not an experienced person at getting high, what will happen is over the time that it takes it to kick in, you'll sort of like forget that you took the edible and then it starts the whole thing off with paranoia. She's like, what if I wrote a letter to myself saying that I ate the edible? And I'm like, it's not like that. It's like your brain stops doing what it's supposed like your brain doesn't think the same way and you're trying to like explain to a person like you don't think the same way you don't think like oh i wrote this note and hung it on my fridge let me go read this and then you read it and it takes you back in to a normal inner life so i'm just like just do something i was like my recommendation and i'll help you do this i will go get you the stuff to do this is to do something that takes effect instantly whether it's a tincture or it's smoking or just tooting one toot off of a vape pen, that's the way you do it. It's like you just want to be able to control it. You don't yeah. want to get paranoid. Yeah. And uh, I feel like they weren't listening they weren't to, into me. It. Mm-hmm. I don't think, no, I think they're going to do it and they're going to do edibles and they didn't listen to me. I would look, I mean, yeah, if, if you were going to start anything, I would just take five milligrams and see what happens. But I do think that. If you've never felt it before, even at that small dose, it will be like pulling the rug out from underneath you. Mm-hmm. Cause you just, it's not that you forget that you ate the edible. Obviously you're the whole time it's, it's activating. You're thinking I ate this edible, but what you do in your brain is you're like, Oh, it's not doing anything. I ate this edible. It's not doing anything. It's not doing anything. It's not doing anything. And fucking all of a sudden you're like, why do I feel so weird? Yeah. Why do I feel so weird? Yeah. And you don't tie together. You you can't like tie those threads together in a weird way. And it's just like that's a Maureen Dowd, right? She climbed the walls in a goddamn fucking hotel room yeah. because she ate a fucking candy bar was the first time she did it. And it probably fucking freaked her out. It freaked edibles are just edibles and pills and that kind of form just doesn't it, it it doesn't compute and it's not please 70 year old woman do it the way i tell you to not the way your insane <laughs> yes, daughter told you to do yeah i'm trying to remember i was probably 14 or 15 the first time i hit a bowl and i i think i coughed for two hours <laughs> it had all the subtlety of being beaten with a baseball bat like there's no it's very yeah. immediate like when you, if you just eat something your first time, I think you're just kind of waiting, and that's not, yeah. Yeah, I mean, smoking isn't like the the prime way. Yeah, but, but it's like I would uh, say the vape pen is really just one hit of that is enough. I think They're that's powerful. Yeah, I like the pen. Yeah, I think pens are the only real way to do it. You know, and then they started asking me about pain, and I was like. <sighs> God damn it. Mar- Medical marijuana lobby. I just, I said, I haven't had luck with weed curing my pain. Like, I, I, I wish I could like be the guy that tells you that. And I said, you know what helps with pain? Opioids help with pain and they're hard to get. And that's, I just never felt as though 
I've never in my life experienced like weed with pain killing properties. Weed makes yeah, I mean, me but complain. If you're like, 70 though, it's like right. you got to feel better than like being 70 without it. Yeah. Well, weed makes me complain like crazy, right? Like yeah, when something yeah, you just get so complainy on it. Like I've been at times where I was driving and I hit a red light, and I'm just like, God fucking damn it, man! <laughs> you know what I mean? You get so furious. My life is fucking falling apart. Yeah, I'm sitting at this goddamn red light, or like uh, when somebody has to turn while you're driving and they stop and you have to stop behind them. All of yeah. mine are driving, but yeah. yeah. Let's get the next call. Road rage. I don't Maybe have that's road not related rage, to marijuana. Brett. What time does the Columbus show start, Brett? Uh, I don't know if we're going to do two shows or not. Yeah. How many tickets sell? But I was thinking just normal start time, nine p.m. Right. And then, oh shit! Yeah, I guess we'll just do doors at eight, right? Yeah. Or do you want to do doors okay. at seven? Okay, yeah. Show at eight. So yeah, maybe door show. seven, show eight. Or we'll change the time if we sell two rooms, right? Yeah, changing the time is a little shitty to do. Okay, okay. Hold on. I'm writing it. Hello, you're on Street All Fight. All right. Hey, what's up? You're on Street Fight. Sorry we're doing business stuff on the air. Uh, what's going on tonight? Yo, am I on? You're on. Who's this? Holy crap. Uh, it's Chris from California. What's up, Chris? We love your... Did you hear us say good things about California? Uh, no, I think oh, I uh, called it. a little later than that. Well, goddamn. We were saying good stuff about California earlier, and you missed it. We were brown-nosing. What's going on tonight, Chris? Uh, I don't know. I was just hanging out. thought I'd call in. I know you do the call-in shows on Sundays. So uh, I got a couple stories, though. I got a... Uh, to, to save time, I got either a shitty boss story or a shitty workplace story. You know what? You don't even have to save time. We'll do both of them. Uh, let's start with the shitty workplace story. All right. So um, <clears throat> you remember hearing those like uh, those news articles about how Chipotle had like salmonella in their lettuce and crap like that? I do remember mm -hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, sad so, story. Uh, yeah. I, I used to work for the place that did the testing for that. Oh, okay. So and you were a bad guy, I think. Yeah. I mean, you're a good oh, guy no, in real life, guy. but does Chipotle look at you like a good guy? Do they treat you like a good guy, Chipotle? Uh, I mean, we tested them to make sure that they didn't have those things happen. Okay. But, like, obviously it went through. It wasn't wow. our lab directly. <laughs> Okay, I believe you. Sure. Why'd you put but, salmonella uh, in the uh, lettuce, sir? No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> it, dude, okay. So, just a little uh, side note. I accidentally uh, shot some positive E. coli culture into my mouth. Ew. And uh, that was pretty fucking gross. Was yeah. it scary? Did you get E. coli? No, no, luckily not. But... Uh, this I was remind, freaking out for a while. Yeah, it does remind me of the guy that accidentally ate his own shit that we talked about last week. That's a little fucked up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this came off of lettuce, so uh, it wasn't off my own shit, which is okay. uh, lucky, I guess. Yeah, if you sneeze while you're holding dirty toilet paper, throw the toilet paper in and get a new ro roll. That's all. Uh, so uh, how did how did that happen? What was the uh, what 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 was that workplace like? Oh, okay. So, um, 
the way it works is like there's this bacterial growth media. It's like a uh, broth that we pour into bags of lettuce. And if there's anything on the lettuce, it'll grow really quickly in this stuff. So uh, we test a little bit of that from the bag because uh, if something shows up in that broth, then we know that it's probably on the lettuce to begin with. So uh, the best way to get this liquid out of the bag is to squeeze it. Ew. And uh, I squeezed it a little too hard and it <laughs> shot into my mouth. <laughs> that is fucking sick. Mm. What did you do? Like, what's yeah, the was, what's the protocol? Did you like go to the eye wash and like run it into your mouth, or or how do you deal with something like that? Oh, we were busy as fuck. I just got some water, spit it out, and uh, kind of just worried about getting E. coli for the rest of the day. How how I mean, what? So, are you on like an assembly line where they just push diseased lettuce through, and you have to test it? No, nah, no. Nah. So, um. We're actually, it was like in a lab outside of the factory. So like the people who are on the assembly lines would like grab lettuce from every certain amount of like acreage they got. And like they would uh, bring it to us and then we would test it. And because of statistics, you know, they would be able to tell which ones they had to throw away. Okay. Okay. And uh, so. Yeah. But. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, it, it's your, it's all you. Oh, so uh, the really shitty part, uh, pun intended, was uh, that this company treated their employees like shit. So uh, they had, it was technically an international company because they had a couple of labs in Canada and a couple of labs in Mexico. Okay. And what they would do is they would hire people down in Mexico where they would make I think it was the equivalent of like a dollar fifty an hour. This was like uh, about ten years ago, so about a dollar fifty an hour. And they would tell them, "Hey, if you want to earn more money, we can send you up to the U.S." So they would get these people who are like, "Oh yeah, I definitely want to make more money because up in the U.S. they're making like twelve dollars an hour." Well, they send them up here. They would have them live in company housing on uh, work visas, they would charge them for housing every month out of their paycheck. They would tell them, hey, you have to work as much overtime as we tell you to, otherwise we're gonna revoke your visa, and then you're gonna get fucking deported. How much overtime were they working? Uh, One dude uh, that I was on the night shift with was saying he was working about 80 hours a week. Oh God. God damn it. This is like that Hershey thing yeah. that happened. That's crazy that in Chipotle, again, another one of these places that's like, you know, we treat these animals great. No antibiotics. These animals yeah. are treated great. Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah, Willie Nelson's writing songs for them. They treat the workers like trash. <laughs> yeah, no, this wasn't Chipotle. We were just contracted with them. So this was a separate company. Yeah, but they just work with throwing the, that out there for yeah. legality. No, for legality, I yeah, I, I get it. But they, they contract with them. That's the industry. Which is basically like working. I mean, they're just doing that for plausible deniability, right? Like, I mean. Oh, hell yeah. It's like Beyonce, like, probably doesn't personally own the sweatshops where she makes all of her shitty clothes. Yeah, I have actually sworn off Chipotle. So, 
It's really? not. I, I told you that. Yeah. It, they my, up your guts. my fucking guts feel like I'm going to die every time I eat Chipotle. I've not eaten it in the past few years where it didn't just feel like it all went right. It's worse than Taco Bell, dude. Oh, I can eat a Taco Bell and I feel fine. I eat yeah. Chipotle and I just feel like I have a bomb right in my guts. Yeah, that's the uh, salmonella and the E. coli. Oh, that <laughs> makes sense. So you said you had a bad boss uh, one, too? You force yourself to finish your burrito? Yeah, yeah. This is at the current place that I work. Okay. But, uh, so I work for a blood center, right? Ooh. Yeah, and, that's uh, pretty metal, dude. Vampire shit. Since, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, but since we're a nonprofit, the executives for the, like, not the executives, uh, what am I talking about? The, uh, senior management is what they call them. They make a ton of money and, uh, my boss is one of them. So this dude, like every time I walk in, he's like looking at recipes and like playing solitaire and shit. And it's like, I have legitimate like things I need that him to like do, but he's wasting time. But uh, what happened was he went on a two-week uh, safari in Africa. Okay. So in that time, we, we didn't have him around, and we pretty much just had to manage ourselves, which wasn't terrible. I always loved so that when back. that happened to me at all my jobs. It was always like when the man, my manager, uh, his wife had a baby. And uh, he was off for like, I think he took three weeks off and it was like the happiest three weeks of my life and everything ran really smoothly. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I worked like evenings at that time and he left at four. So it's like I had four hours every day without him. (laughs) So I was used to it, but the rest of the lab was uh, struggling. Okay. So um, he comes back and he schedules a lab meeting and we haven't had one in three months. So it's like, okay, there's going to be some shit talked about. Like we're going to iron everything out. We get in and immediately he has a projector set up and I make a joke. Oh, are we going to see a uh, slideshow? And yeah, we spent a 45 minute lab meeting doing nothing but watching his slideshow from Africa. (laughs) (laughs) Was it good though? I mean, these slideshows are getting longer Uh, and shit too. I'm telling you, these vacation videos and stuff are getting to be three and four hours these days. So like every picture was about the same. If it wasn't like an animal on the Savannah, it was like him and his wife like posing in front of something. Well, one of them... He, they, like, went to this, like, tribal village, like, in Africa as part of this, like, guide, guided tour. And, like, this dude is taking a picture posing next to this mud hut that someone had with this shit-eating grin on his face. That's just, like, wow, this is an adventure. Like, the fact that he, like, probably paid upwards of, like, $6,000 to take this trip to pose next to a mud hut that costs less than a dollar. Oh, Jesus. And, like, he, he did not understand the, like, disparity between that. Yeah, yeah. To him, it was just, like, an adventure. And it's like, these people live there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do that. Ugh. They love to fucking do that. Like, that that weird, like, tourism. That It is, like, such a weird, like, tourism thing. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah, sounds like a dead Yeah, shit. and then, uh, yeah, it gets better. Uh, oh. So 
then he's, he's like showing us pictures of like animals that he like took pictures of. And he comes across one and it's like a baboon sitting on a curb. And he's like, Hey, that looks a little like Tom. <laughs> Tom is an elderly African American. Oh, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. That is fucking. And Tom just like leans back in his seat and goes like, mm. yeah, <laughs> like totally just like, unamused by that <laughs> did any did other people laugh like because he's the boss yeah everyone was kind of chuckling and like yeah, you know, i was that. just looking around i'm like oh my god did anyone else fucking catch that that's, like, a, that's a legal kill if tom gets ass, up and ass kissing times it's like we just got to pay attention to the boss and like tell him he's doing a great job you gotta laugh at the racist joke uh or, or, oh, dude, he walks by every day and tells me, like, mother-in-law mother joke after mother-in-law joke. Nice. And I'm, like, trying to work, and I'm just like, ha, 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 like, cool, nice one. <laughs> That's something I, though, I do, though, the mother-in-law jokes a lot. I think they're great, like, and also, like, jokes about, like, my really expensive travel. Like, I'm sure he does, like, when I was in Africa, like, all these anecdotes about the travel. I think everybody should get to a Africa, you know? <laughs> Oh, when, when I was doing my hiring interview, he asked if I ever been to Israel. And I'm like, mm. uh, no. <laughs> fucking has, man. Jesus Christ. Well, uh, like just, just like I would be able to go just, you know, take a trip to fucking Israel. It's like, uh, dude. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, nobody can take any trips out of the country unless you make like, what, what, how much you think you're like a hundred thousand dollars a year you can get I out of here? A billion, I think. A billion dollars. A billion. But, oh, it's, that's even more than a billion dollars. Yeah. A jillion. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for calling in, buddy. But, uh, yeah, no, thanks a lot. Happy to call in and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. Have a good night. Yeah. You keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, keep calling. Was, I don't show. know what that was. I'm like the worst. That's like that Brian Regan joke where he says, uh, like uh what is it same to you when somebody says like uh when you go to eat at a restaurant and then the person's like well have a nice evening and he or have a nice meal or something it's like meal. same to you yeah <laughs> you gotta do that too i mean you know we're yeah. all the same all right we got uh well someone just called in but we've got until what time is it? It's oh, we got time. You want to dick around for a minute? There's four callers? Okay, let's get these callers because we got about uh, 24 minutes. Lightning round. We've been fucking around too much six, tonight. Once again. Six minutes it's weird. Each. That never the happens. The clock is going. We can just fuck around sometimes, you know? Sometimes people just want to hear us talk. Hello, you're on Street Fight. Hey, hello? what's up? Hello? Yeah, who's this? Hello, this is Bernie Bernie Sanders, the independent senator from Vermont. I'm calling to tell you that I love Street Fight because this is one of the top one tenth of one percent of all podcasts because it speaks to the issue of ninety-nine. You hang up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guy that did a bit. Sorry, Bernie. But thank you for saying it was good. I wish you it was really Bernie Sanders. That was oh, I it was fuzzy. I couldn't hear. Yeah, yeah it was, was too fuzz. hard. It was yeah. hard to hear. Let's get the next call. Sorry, caller. Senator. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, hey, this is uh Duradon from Washington, DC. What's going on tonight? Hey, I'm also uh by my Twitter the Twitter uh handle is um Fujosi's Island. All right. 
those people. But yeah. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to call in cause I, uh, I've been trying to call in for a while, but I was, uh, working stiff on the, the East coast to, uh, had like a nine to five and it was always too late for me to call in on Sunday. Yeah. We're here but now. We're the I recently guys. got, <laughs> yeah, I recently got laid off. So I was, I, I have time. <laughs> Good news. Um, <laughs> but uh so that that that'll tie into uh one of the stories we'll tell i just i have like two quick uh uh terrible job stories cool um so the first one is that this would be a little bit relevant to, to you guys' interest is that i used to work in the um the gift shop that is inside of the lincoln memorial um and i used to and I and I actually got fired from that job, literally like right before the Juggalo March happened. Okay. Um, and I was really, I was, <laughs> I was extremely um, upset about that because I had been, I was like, list. I had just, I had pretty much, that was around the time I had just got into listening to Street Fight, and you guys were talking so much about like going to the Juggalo March. The Juggalo March is coming. There were Juggalos who were like coming into the Lincoln Memorial, like kind of like in the weeks uh, prior, like one, like one time, like a, 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 a juggalette came into the Link Memorial and paid for a bunch of souvenirs with like literally nothing but half dollar coins. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes yeah. you only got half dollars and you can't turn those into the coin star. It, 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 it <laughs> was, it was legit. It, it was legitimately, like great like i <laughs> super appreciated that woman so much that was that was that was, that was absolutely fantastic yeah, but, yeah um, the, the money, actual story is the just money that, is like, a promise <laughs> it has a picture printed on it where you can take the money to and spend yeah. it yeah exactly yeah i'm never one of those people like uh in in, in dc well 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 brett like, you know this because like you used to live in dc and like uh like when you when you put in money into the um the machines for metro fair um a lot of tourists like don't understand this but like when you put in money and you expect change it's just gonna spit out a million dollar coins at you right um and 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 so like our at my job like literally all day every day it would just be people who were coming in from out of town and just like looking at me with like these like pathetic like puppy dog eyes while they like pay for their shit with like dollar coins. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. I've, but, um, I've paid, I, job, like, I've paid for a lot of stuff yeah. with dollar coins too. And, and the funny thing is that the laundromat I go to, all the machines have a quarter slot and a dollar coin slot. And like I jammed up those <laughs> dollar coin slots a million times. Cause I didn't read that. And I'm like, why does these fucking, why is the second slot never work that well? So, you know, I'm, that's my fault. But, uh, Sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, it's fine. I, I, I honestly love like dollar coins because like they make you they make they make me feel like I'm like a like like I'm a, like a medieval like tax man and I'm just walking around with like my purse of coins and I'm just throwing it at people. Yeah, like like here, blues. you just like slam your purse. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it fucking rules. It, a velvet it pouch, ass. like with a drawstring. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but. So like that job is like absolutely the fucking worst. Like uh, uh, the Lincoln Memorial is a is a um it is a marble box that was built like almost exactly a hundred years ago now, and um, it was not like meant to have stuff inside of it. 
Um, you, it, it was meant to like you just walk in there, look at the big statue of Abraham Lincoln, go like, ah, it makes you think, and then just like walk away and like right. leave. You're not supposed to be like be in there all the time. So like in the summer, it's a marble box. So it's just like it's just like a a a, a, a of it. And on the inside, it's just like this little tiny crappy little like hole that was like dug out for like storage when it was first built. And then well, that's where we, uh, where they built this tiny little gift shop and little bookstore. And we would get like just brutally, awfully hot. And we just have, we just have like a bunch of like shitty fans just set up, like just blowing in our faces on the counter. And that's what would like make it tolerable. There was like an air sit. There was like, there was like air conditioning, but it was like literally just like absolutely con- completely terrible. It just didn't work. Like it literally. So, so there was like a little vent that like came down into the break room. And then there was a big ass industrial fan that was like, that was like hung up there on like a flimsy little wire sitting in front of the vent to blow the, like the little bit of cold air, like, into the rest of like the store it was like really really terrible and then in and then in the inverse like in the winter uh it's a giant marble box so it's basically an ice box yeah so it would just get like just insanely cold and it was like just unbelievably like like osha violation cold inside of there and what the company did i won't name the company but the company that owns that um, gift shop. What they did for us is that they gave us free uh, beanies <laughs> to go yeah, to, to go to go with cover it up. Yeah, yeah. To to go with the company fleece that we bought that we had to pay for out of our paychecks. So um, there <laughs> was all of that, and so like the the so so what happened is like the the store. I mean, it's, it's a tourist attraction, so people show up to this store all the time after they have just gotten off like the plane and exchanged their money. Right. So a lot of people, so you go through days where you're dealing with just like tons of like, you know, tourists from like China, Korea, you know, other places. And they're just paying with like hundred dollar bills, like, like literally every day. Like you're just dealing with, big fat bills all the time and so what happened with my job is that i um we did a really we we had a extremely busy day in the middle of this fucking summer it was like august i think we were like it was like right at like the the winding down of like it was it was it was that kind of like the peak of the end of the like um, the tourist season where we're working like the hardest and we're and the, and the, and the, um, the stores open until like 10 o'clock at night. We're just like really grinding through this. And one day, um, I was going through a bunch of, uh, customers and you know, we're just, it was really busy. We're just going through hundred dollar bills, $50 bills, hundred dollar bills, $50 bills, you know, going through doing all this change. And then, um, when we were counting out all of the the money the drawer was like it was like um like somebody had done like bad change out um and so like a drawer was like a hundred dollars like short or something like that and our threshold is like twenty dollars or something really stupid for like a, a shop that one does like 
thousands of dollars a day, um, all every day. Um, so, um, we were just, you know, we counted, we counted, we counted, we counted, we counted over and over and over again. We counted both drawers and all that stuff. It was still like a hundred or something dollars short. And we we're just like, well, I don't know what happened here, but like my shift was over. So I was like, like count it, you know, count my drawer, count the other drawer, count the safe, you know, make sure, you know, you know, um, when I come, cause like the, I had a shift the next day. So I was like, when I come in tomorrow, like the next day, I'll just like explain, like, listen, we were really busy. We were doing all this stuff. All of these. Um, hey, we got it. We have to get going. We only know. have like six minutes per call. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We got to wrap. Oh it yeah, up. yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, so, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, what happened is that we got, I, I got, um, is that I came in the next day, and they just fired me like right on the spot because the drawer that I was on at the time was uh was short that's <laughs> it was I, like i didn't yeah I, I i didn't have any time i didn't have no time to i i did like literally was not given a chance to like explain myself or like just like what was going on like nobody like it wasn't even like it wasn't even like uh made um it wasn't even clear that like it was me that did it like it was just that i was like i was the one logged into the drawer at the time yeah. So they just like instantly like to let me go. And then when I uh, was looking for a new job and I applied for, uh, I tried to get unemployment, <laughs> my old job rejected the unemployment because I had did damage to the company. <laughs> Damn. That fucking blows, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used <laughs> so, yeah, to be that was short. Rough. I, um, I was short like four times in a row once when I worked at, I don't remember at McDonald's and they kind of threatened to fire me, but I was like, I'm not stealing. So like, I guess you can fire me, but <laughs> I mean, okay. That was the first time I had ever been short ever in my entire, like, like, like in, in any job ever. Oh, that's fucking crazy. That <laughs> so, sucks. So, so that was like, so that like, that, that was like, that was really, really brutal. But yeah. So like, yeah, there's another, uh, like I'll, I'll, I'll call in some other times talk about the, the horrible jobs like situation that I just found myself in right now. Yeah, um, we, we have, don't have a super yeah, live town. But a, I'll see. Uh, yeah, but I'll 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 save part two for for the next time that I call in. But yeah, sweet. that was the first one, and it will lead directly into this next one. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to talk about that because I've been burning to to call in and talk about that. Uh, All right. Bullshit. For, All right. Forever. Well, <laughs> thanks for calling. That fucking sucks. I hate getting fired. Yeah. I hate getting fired for uh, people thinking I'm stealing or something. Yeah, when you weren't really stealing. Yeah, I never stole. I did come up short a lot, though. And, I, and like, I think a lot of times it's the counter. I stole constantly at KFC. Did at you? KFC mm -hmm. money? Did you come up short? I have no idea. I just, I probably like, yeah, like a five or a ten. Just you're there all day. Just drop it into your pocket. Never did it. You've been accused of it a hundred times. Never act. And you know, I would say I did it on Street Fight, right? Because like, what do I got to hide? I've never stolen from a till. I have been accused of it a million fucking times. I don't know I how always, it happened. I always only, I only ever did it when I could back it up with paperwork or something. Yeah, we like, I, I don't I know. I had ability to do like returns and stuff. I would do returns for money that I took out of the register. I don't think they cared. We were in a good location, so we were slammed all the time. So we like led the state in complaints and missed orders and unhappy customers wow. and stuff, but they just were making so much money. I don't know. People kept coming back. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to?
Hello, skeleton? Are you with me? Hey, 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 hey. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. All right, beautiful. No, I just I actually just got back from uh, Columbus. I was with uh, my brother Trilla Treed, and I, we sent you the uh, tweet about Rubino's Pizza. Oh, is this Ronnie? But well, no, Ronnie's my brother. This is this is Luxury Lonnie. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, man. How you doing? So, um, no, I got I got some boss stories though. If that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, right out of college, I got a um, a job in in IT sales, and um, you know I'd worked there for a year, and the company I worked for got bought by a private equity firm, and you know I kind of saw the writing on the on the wall that like that's that's no fucking good, and another firm in town in Cincinnati offered me the same job but double the pay. Nice. So I took it. Yeah, right? Is it, you know, I was like, yeah, that, that sounds excellent. I'm going to go do that. So when I went to leave my old job, they hit me with a non-compete lawsuit uh. for $275,000. So uh. I was like, I, yeah, I don't have the money to fight that. I'm not going to fight it. You know, I just got, just got fucking railroaded. Or, sorry, I cussed. Um... So I was like, you know what, I gotta I gotta lay low for a while, you know, until my old contract expires. So I got a job at a staffing firm. And um I don't know if any if you know anything about that, about people that are headhunters, like Robert Half or uh the the firm I worked for was called Triple E Partners. I'm naming names. And naming names um, so I, I went in there, and my, my second week there, because I'd gotten the job through a buddy, my buddy got fired. And, like, two days later, I, I had placed uh, an IT engineer and made the company $22,000, you know, after placing one engineer. And right after they fired my buddy, my boss is at this new company, calls me in, down to the office, and he goes, are you going to leave when your non-compete is up? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, we just got rid of your buddy, and that's what he said. And I go, well, I don't give a fuck what he, or I don't care what he said, you know? I just made you $22,000 in my second week here, and you've paid me, you know, $800. Right. You know, and the boss goes, well, I just want to let you know, if you leave here as soon as your non-compete is up, I will fucking kill you. What? And what? Uh... Yes. Yeah. So I look at him and I go, are you serious? <laughs> and and he's like, he's like, uh, you know, kind of like disregard that. And like, <laughs> you know, that was the first. Sorry, I get ahead of myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm right? sorry. Like I can was, make you disappear. <laughs> just I'll fucking murder you. I mean, come on. Relax. <laughs> right? Right? That's why I, I, I kind of looked at him like, you, you just realized what you fucking said. You know? 
What do you oh. even fucking do? Yeah. What do you even yeah. fucking say? Like, okay, well, try to kill me, I guess. Oh, I'll try to kill you back. I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> right? We're, well. I guess we're in a fight for my death. To my death now or <laughs> no, something? Like, it's a duel to the death now. Right? I was well, kidding. The best, the best part of this is you guys helped me get fired. So... I had worked at this job for after after the you know the threat. I worked this job for like three and a half more months, and it's a Friday, and like me and my buddy at the job go out and you know go to Ryan Guy's Brewery and and drink four beers each because it's a Friday at lunch and we're not trying to fucking deal with the shit. Sure. And um, and I get called down. To the manager's office at like 2.30 that Friday. And they're like, you know, hey, hey, hey Drake, uh, what's, um, you know, what's, what's Street Fight Radio and Chapo Trap House? <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, wow. And I go, and I go, I go, what are you talking about? And they're like, I saw you tweet that you listened to Street Fight Radio and Chapo Tra- Trap House to get through your shitty job. Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> and I, so I asked the guy, I go, I go, you found my Twitter? And he goes, yeah. And I go, don't you have anything better to do? Nice. And, and Did he threaten like, to kill? Well, well, well I'll you know, fucking like, kill you. I have something really good to do. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> right? Well, so he goes, he goes, well, you're my employee, so I'm, I'm kind of entitled to know what you're thinking. And I just go, well, that's debatable. Very. And, <laughs> yeah, I get to know what little hamster wheel's going on in there. I'm, ima- I, I'm imagining I, yeah, I, this guy I, I, polishing an axe, like Bateman in American Psycho. Well, even just saying I'm allowed to know what you're thinking is, like, that is... Exactly. Such a I'm weird... Write it down. Should hire a... He that'd be funny if you found out he hired somebody to read your mind while you're sitting here. Drake, work. you have some Twitter <laughs> followers. I'd like yeah. to read these off for you. Uh the the incest guy. Uh c- come town. What what are these? Um <laughs> So So he goes but he goes, you know, I'm entitled to know what you're thinking. I go, Well that's debatable. And and he's like he's like, All right, well, you know, maybe I can see that and he goes, Well, do you want to be here? And I'm like, not really. <laughs> and he's like, so, so what are we doing? And I was like, you know, you know what really threw me off is when you threatened to kill me my second weekend when I made you twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> really took him to him. And yeah, and, it, and he's like, well, well, and I was like, I was like, dude, you treat everyone like shit, like you know, because the turnover is. You know, in the four months that I had worked there, we had had damn near 100% turnover. Oh, jeez. Like, yeah. You know, and I was like, you treat everyone like shit. Like, everyone hates you, dude. Like, I'm, I'm not, I don't need this job. I'm out of here. And, like, you know, because I had seen other employees put on, like, performance plans where they bring them into the office and, you know, tell them they found everything and threaten them. And they're like, oh, we're only going to pay you commission now. And, uh, oh, yeah, I was done with it. Yeah, that's you, you know what I mean. At, at 8 a.m., you tweeted, 
I fucking hate my job. And then at 8.20, you added Ronald McDonald and told him to fill your hole. <laughs> Could you care... Would you elaborate on either of these? What, what, what does that mean exactly? Oh, I wish... Honestly, I had to change my Twitter name because of that job, actually. Yeah. I used, I used to be... I, I used to be UM Drizzy fifteen, and now I'm Pro Pothead five one three. Okay, okay. And, uh, I love this yeah, boss. That's, that's you know, that boss man tunes him. Yeah, hey, if you're the boss <laughs> that said you're entitled, well, kill, uh, threatened to kill your one of your employees, that is the one of the best boss things I've ever heard. I, you know, actually, I'll kill you. So there's that. You want yeah. to pat? That, you want that, I have angered a lot of bosses in my life. Like a lot to the point of where they probably almost cried, but none of them have threatened to kill me. Well, thanks for calling. We got to get this last call. It we got one call left. No, what do we got? Right, left? But, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Nothing. thanks for taking my call, guys. Uh, oh, thank you. Doing. Thanks for calling. I guess we're gonna bring it into a landing right on time. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> now I want to. I want a video of the cop. Like, you know how the people make the cartoons? The boss saying that he's going to kill you. Yeah. It's a really funny fucking concept That guy to me. walking past his boss's office and he, like, sees him polishing a gun out of the corner of his eye. I, um... I just... You know, I, I like, uh... Did we... I like the, uh, you know... Scrub that from the record. Just like, ah, you know what? Forget I said that. Oh, you, you know, know, I was just uh, fucking around when I said just... I wanted to kill you. I mean, that was like a joke. That was bad. Just forget it, please. Yeah. Can we, like, can we go get in our little time machine and go back to a point where I didn't do that? I mean, have you ever said any? Like, no. you've said, I've said things in my life where I oh, was like. Oh, I've said like, things. I'm trying to oh, like shit. That. Why did I fucking say that just now? Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Probably, I, I've probably done it on the show, but even like. I'll say this, last week on the Basement Show, when I said that thing about Katie and uh, Window, as soon as I got done saying it, I was like, God damn it, she listens to this show and she's going to be hot under the collar about me making fun of her because she she brings that stuff up. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well we did it. We did three hours. Radio. This is your show. This is the call-in show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're going to do a ABCD show soon. Probably you. I mean, you want to do that on Father's Day? Are we doing something? Fa Are we doing a call-in show next Sunday? I was blue. I promise this show is big and it's gonna kick ass. So if you know a club owner or if you know somebody looking to put a fucking big show in their place, that's us. You know. Yep. And uh, we will be here on Wednesday. You can always watch us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter chat and discord all that good stuff and if you want more of what we do head over to patreon.com slash street fight radio watch tv with us read our written word and zines comics all that stuff shut and, up uh, listen to bonus shows and uh shut, shut up, up about politics thank you i wish i could have played it but i shut the computer already like a shithead peace good night <laughs>